Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Run for the Song Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Drum for the Song, a podcast. I've got an excellently special guest today. It's Francis Ruiz, who yes. is the current. <laughs> hey, 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 how's it going, Francis? Go the current, <laughs> the current drummer in American hard rock band. Well, I call it hard rock, or you can call it whatever you like. You can let me know. Yeah, in a minute. Buck, Buck Cherry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really, really great rock band been around quite a long time now i guess um but mm-hmm. francis only joined a couple of years ago which we can talk about in, in a little while um sure. but so far you're okay today got it yeah you know, okay it's, it's great i'm actually i'm actually pretty excited that i feel okay today i, I had to go get the uh the vaccine yesterday ah right okay and um yeah i got my little uh oh wow you've nice still got it covered up wow nice. cute, cute little band-aid there for which, um, which one do you have over there? Because I think you've got a few different options than we have over yeah, here. Yeah, there's three different ones. There's there's a Pfizer one. There's a Moderna one. Both yeah. of those required uh, two shots. And then there's a Johnson & Johnson one, which is kind of like the more of the traditional vaccine. And, and that's a one-shot thing. That's the one I got. Oh, cool. So you don't, you so, don't even have to go back. <laughs> no, just, just a one-shot thing. Great. Yeah. yeah, I had the Pfizer a couple of weeks ago, so I've got to go back and... Well, I'm waiting for them to send me a letter, but yeah, it's cool that yeah, you know, people of like my age group are getting them in in the UK is great. So I really didn't expect that so soon. So I'm pretty yeah, happy. Yeah, pretty happy yeah, about that. Cool. But yeah. Well, we're we're we start tour on on June first. So, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of one of those things, and we have meet and greets going on. Oh, yeah, and it, 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 it was kind of one of those things. That, like I didn't really want to to get the vaccine. I know there's. I know the vaccine topic is just like politics with some people. Of course, it's like yeah. there, there's the ones that are for it, the ones that are totally against it. I didn't really want to get it. You know, I, I figured, um, you know, on, on all these tours that we go on, it seems like when everybody's getting the flu and getting sick on the bus and stuff like that, I never get sick. Okay. So I'm like, all right, yeah, it's cool. You know, and, and so I was thinking, you know, as long as I keep my immune system healthy, I think that, that I would be okay. I mean, that could be a, a total... Mm. naive thing to say yeah I know, it's I, hard to tell but i I totally you know. know what you mean and like i don't get sick very easily either but yeah you know if you i've heard of i've heard stories of you know people my age who are really perfectly healthy really fit and then they just die from it so i have issues I, yeah yeah so like i'd i you know i i don't want to take any risks personally but yeah, yeah it's good that you've got yeah. it and i think you know Overall, it's, it's for the best, especially if you're going to be touring around and right. you're going to be yeah, interact- it's kind of like a kind of a decision that it's like okay, well, you kind of have mm. to do it, you know. It's yeah. like you're going to be around a lot of people. Um, you can't risk getting sick and not being able to play a show. You know, yeah, that's, that's true. That's good. That's going to affect more than me. You know, it's going to affect the entire yeah. tour. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know how that is. Like now, if you miss one show, that can make a really big difference with with uh, how it changes the structure of, um, you know, the finances continuing to tour and, and of course, stuff, so it makes a huge difference, you know, yeah. t- taking, cause it, de- you know, people don't realize, or some people do 
a day off on tour or a cancelled show still means you have all the same expenses that day or those sure. two days, but you don't have any of the income. You're just not, yeah. Or merch yeah, you're sales. not earning money that day. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So it, it makes a big difference. So, um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to speak to you about initially really is to, could you tell us about how you originally got into music and got into drumming itself? Uh, well, you know, I'm, it, I, I started playing when I was young. Um, you know, and it, kind of the, the story, it's like, I originally wanted to be a guitar player. Okay. And, 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 uh, well, I thought guitar was cool. You know, I went to my sister's, um, uh, high school show, uh, you know, talent show or whatever. And there was this band and this guitar player came out blazing, insane, great player. Um, his name was Ricardo Griego and he still, he still plays now, but he's like a real you know, up there, flamenco guitar player and stuff. But at that time, you know, he, he came out and he, he played the national anthem, you know, the American national anthem. And then he busted into Mr. Crowley. <laughs> wow. You know, Ozzy. And he just, you know, playing all that stuff. He just blew me away. I was like, Oh man, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. You know? And a lot of people say that they have that aha moment, you know, when they saw kiss the first time or whatever, you know, and for me, it was, it was, you know, a local guy that, that made me want to play guitar, but um, you know, my uncle is, is a drummer and has always been a huge influence on me. And I used to go to his gigs, help him set up, watch him sit right by him and just be completely into it. Um, and he kind of started me out, you know, he gave me a snare drum and he, he taught me a couple little rudiments and he was like, you know, you don't get the whole kit. You get to practice on this for a while. And when you're ready, we'll kind of graduate you up a little bit. And, and so it, it went from there, but it was kind of cool. And I think I always had, um, I could always hear drums and kind of know what to do just kind of instinctually, I guess. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know why, like, you know, I had, um, some friends of mine were in a band and they started early on. They used to play talent shows and battle of the bands and all the stuff everywhere. And, uh, when they used to play, you know, sometimes the drummer would have, uh, a, a challenge playing a certain song and me never having played it. I just kind of was able to be like, no, you're, it, and I could hear it and I can he figure out what you're supposed to do to create those specific sounds. Mm. And, and I would get up on his kit and kind of be able to articulate it right away. And so it's, it's something that just kind of, um, I guess maybe it, it, was, it was a natural thing that I was supposed to be a drummer, you know, and it plus came into, you know, it, it was in my family already. And, and so it was just kind of natural. So I just picked it up. Yeah. But it sounds fairly similar to my story in that it just felt like a natural thing once I got the basics down. Right. I didn't do the snare drum thing like you did. I think that seems to be, I'm not saying it doesn't happen in, in the UK, but it seems to be more of an, an American thing for someone to start off playing the snare drum and going down yeah. that kind of marching band route. I don't think it happens as much in the uk right. i don't i might be wrong i don't know i don't know anyone that's done yeah. that but yeah. i think that's a really good thing and, and that's where i lack is in i'm not too hot on all my rudiments and all the basic stuff that they teach you right at the start but then i can right. i can play drums in a rock band fairly easily without thinking about it so yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird you know, right? and, i lack a lot and, of skills <laughs> yeah and kill it but you know there's something to be said for that though because you know there's some people um that are just all technique yeah, and I admire them to 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 no end. 
but there's also guys that just play out of sheer passion. And, and I, I seem to always have gravitated more towards those players as far as the guys that I love. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, I think that's where it starts. I think you always have to have that. And I think that's more important um, or equally as important as, as having, you know, knowing your fundamentals and, and stuff like that. Because I think what, what that is like, e- even with me, you know, later I realized how important it was to go back to the fundamentals because you plateau and you can't get past a certain thing. And you hear all these other players pulling off these crazy licks and you're like, well, yeah, it makes sense to me when I hear it, but I sit down physically and I can't, I can't articulate that for some reason. Yeah. And, and that's because you're, you're lacking. And a lot of them are just like really simple rudimentary things. Like something that's like, uh, you know, double stroke rolls, mm. you know, that they're, that they're pulling off and able to do it. And it's, it's a really simple thing, but if you didn't have that, that kind of foundation to start with it, it's, it, it kind of makes it a, a little bit elusive to try to, you know, articulate those, those particular things. So I, I realized later that, that, wow, I got to go back to the beginning and I got to start, you know, learning that stuff. Yeah. You know, and it, and it, it really is important. You know, when I was, um, I was drum teching for, for Slayer and, uh, Paul Bostaff's playing drums. And, um, he was doing this thing where he was offering drum lessons to, to, uh, you know, a couple people a day, um, just during the show day. And oh, wow. we would, yeah, it was, it was really super cool. Um, people got a, a one-on-one lesson with him and in, in the dressing room during the day before, you know, before the band showed up and, and all that stuff, we managed to squeeze in just a couple lessons and, and, um, and I would take them around and, you know, show them the kit and stuff like that. And these people, and it, did, it didn't matter what level the drummer was, whether he was a beginner or a guy that had been playing for, you know, 10, 15 years already. They, they all seemed to want to come in and they wanted to learn how Paul played so fast, basically, <laughs> and how he played double bass. And he, you know, and I think they expected to come in and get a lesson on how to play thrash metal the way Paul plays it you know and play all those crazy licks and no matter what experience level the drummer was it always went back down to okay we're gonna step away from the kit pull out the practice pad and we're gonna start doing this yeah you know and and and, you know if if you're a karate kid fan right oh yeah yeah you know the whole wax on wax off of course yeah 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 it's like he didn't understand what that was about. And that's, that's boring. It's like, no, man, I want to, I want to learn how to fight. And we're like, no, you got to do this. And, and so by the time he got to fighting, he was, his muscle memory was already proficient enough that, that it, it came really easy. It's like, so it, that's where, you know, I think that part becomes really important later when, when you want to start pulling from, from, uh, uh, different influences in, in doing something different when you've plateaued at, at, at your plane level and you want to get past that. The only way to get past that is to go backwards and go to the very beginning and learn all that stuff. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, for, it, it was kind of cool, you know, and my uncle, he would, he would actually he give, he would give me challenges. And then when we moved to the kit, he would say, okay, I'm going to show you something and you're going to, and, and he wouldn't go, 
much further than that. He would show me some kind of role and he would say, I'm going to come back in, in, you know, two weeks. And by then you have to have this down. Hmm. And if you have it down, then I'll show you something else, you know, and it just kind of, it kind of came like that. So that's good. Cause that spurs yeah. you on to actually figure out, all right, I need to figure out how to do this and nail it Yeah, the next time. Right. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. And I totally understand what you're saying about plateauing. I felt that way, you know, maybe, you know, eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I just wasn't improving in any way. I was gigging a lot, right. playing the same thing over and over again every night. Right. Um, I could do that stuff really well, but mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything else. So, yeah, I did go back and have some lessons. Um, and I certainly improved during that kind of year or two. Uh, went back to basics, bit of rudiments, bit of reading, bit of jazz, um, mm-hmm. independent stuff. So I, right. I've definitely improved a little bit. I I don't think I put enough time in back then to kind right. of take advantage of it as much as I should have. So that's one of my big regrets. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can always, it's kind of, and, and doing this podcast has inspired me to kind of go back and I'm watching loads of YouTube videos all the time. Right. Um, I'm trying to get behind the kit whenever I can, but um, yeah. You know, I totally agree with you there. And I think you need the fine balance of all those fundamental techniques and have a nice ear for it and a nice brain for it to kind right. of make yourself into the best drummer that you can be. So sure. Yeah. yeah. And and it's fun. It's real self self-gratifying when you when you pull something off that you've been hearing these crazy drummers do for a long time. And then all of a sudden you can yeah, you're yeah. like, oh wow, like that wasn't that hard, man. Yeah. It's just like you just have to kind of get to it. There's a, there's no, you know, there's no shortcuts. You just have to, you just have to do it. Yeah, totally. You know? And yeah, but uh, so yeah, it, it, it's, it's really fun. I, I find myself now enjoying it even more than I ever did before, you know, uh, just, just sitting there with a the practice pad and um, you know, and in YouTube too, you know, now people have so much more of an advantage. I mean, the bar, now for playing and technique and, and everything is just it, it's through the roof it's ridiculous I mean, there's yeah. there's guys playing now like they've never played before you know and and i, I always think man you know if only i had the resources that 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 young drummers today have i mean everybody has access to it now but yeah but when you're really learning and and trying to you know these guys are learning at a level that's that's insane already you know um because they have access to all of it. They have yeah. access to, to, to everybody around the world. Um, unlimited resources to, to lessons, techniques, watching how drummers do things, videos. Um, you know, and I was joke, like, I think in my generation, it's like, I remember going to the, to the music store and staying in there forever because they would be playing like the, you know, the modern drummer. Yeah. Uh, uh, lesson video VHS cassettes, VHS, you know, yeah, yeah. On, on the TV, and I was like, I really wanted one of those, but that thing was like twenty five bucks, and I had, I had a pair of. Are you there? I'm, I'm there. Yeah, but your, your, oh, okay. your yeah, um, video has disappeared. But don't worry, that's cool. Okay, there we go. That's cool. Um, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking that I had a, you know, a pair of drumsticks with this thick of gaff tape on them because, <laughs> you know, and I was like, well, I need this. I really need to buy drumsticks 
So I can't afford that videotape, you know? And so I'll just sit there and watch it and then try to absorb as much as I could and, and then take it home. But that's, that's all we really had unless we wanted to spend a whole ton of money on videotapes. Mm. And now everybody could just spend all day long, just, just studying, rewind, play it back. Yep. Do that whole thing and, and learn all the stuff. And it's just like, wow. Slow, you're going to slow mo, slow mo things easily nowadays. And things sure. Like that. It's so much easier. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think what is, what is key when you talk about that kind of age, your kind of teenage years, that's when you, that's when you learn things a lot easier than you do when you're an adult. And yeah. You, well, you're you, a sponge. Yes. Also, you know, yeah. you're just. So like, I, I was at the age where, yeah, the, we had the internet, but there wasn't all these drum resources like there are now. Right. There was like an there Instagram. Like you, yeah. YouTube came in when I was like in university. So I was, I was like, a little bit late for that unfortunately right um but yeah I, you know i could have had it a lot worse but we had vhs's and i think i had a few dvds by that point yeah uh, but you know they were there but yeah but yeah, yeah well, for- i mean you, you you had an amazing advantage i, I don't know if you, you saw it this way at the time but you know of being able to watch you know your dad and, yeah. and mickey d and have a front row seat with that you know totally. it's oh. just like wow you know oh totally yeah that, i know that's a massive advantage um, yeah, and just having access to the equipment at a young age was right. You know, such an advantage. I I'm aware of that. And you know, we had an electric kit. We had like a Roland kit. Um, like we were so lucky um, that I, you know, I could come home from school. I could put my headphones on and just play drums for a few hours. And I know that wasn't right. a, wasn't an option for many people. And and yeah, right. you know, watching Mickey D from side stage and things like that was really inspirational yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and just yeah, seeing it from that point of view was like in, inspiring. Mm-hmm. And whereas I've I've never strictly studied Mickey D's playing, it's definitely had mm-hmm. a massive effect on my drumming. Just oh, but you heard it so much, just like me. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's like I mean, I I've loved Mickey since he was doing the King Diamond stuff, you know. And sure. um, and then and then getting the, the the opportunity to to tour with him and, and tech for him um was was a dream to me because it's like my playing style he had already influenced me so much that my playing style was very similar to what he was doing you know a lot of the a lot of uh is real similar so to be able to be you know um this close you know i mean we used to go to you know it wasn't there wasn't social media and there wasn't you know videos and stuff like that but we used to actually physically have to go to a drum clinic yeah if we wanted to to be up close personal with 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 the drummer you know but i mean so to me it was kind of like being in a drum clinic every day yeah. you know with with some of my you know with mickey d with tommy aldridge with you know with with paul bostaff with um you know all these great players that i that i've been able to actually work with and 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 see from you know two feet away every single night and that that was that that was a big um inspiration to me too yeah. even though i had already been playing but that just that I guess allowed me to see uh, the professional side of it, to yeah. see how a drummer on that level actually performs and how they how they are you know do everything basically and 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 the, what their practice routine is, the warm up routine, and and how they approach the live setting and how they pace themselves if if they pace themselves. Um, um, you know, everything that, that was like such a valuable thing to me that I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I, 
had to have that experience. You know, there's not a lot of players I think that that that, um, that uh, necessarily teched or you know, and 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 get to have that kind of experience. I think, no, you know, no. so. It, I totally it get it. Kind of, yeah. And, and you're getting paid for it as well, which is a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot more work yeah. involved than just watching them play mine, but we'll talk oh, sure. about that. We'll talk yeah. about that in a little bit. So it sounds like a really hard job. I've, I've never really done it, but I've always mm-hmm. kind of fancied the idea of doing it because I'm a bit of a drum nerd when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think I would enjoy it, but um, we'll, we'll come to that, the kind of drum tech in era in a little while. Um, so first I wanted to talk about, obviously you, you started on the snare drum. You must have upgraded to the drum kit or drum set at some point. Mm-hmm. So what were the main drummers, for, I guess, the music you were listening to at the time that were inspiring you the most when you were learning? Uh, well, I mean, kind of like po- the guys that I was just naming. I mean, Mick, right, yeah. Mick, Mickey D, yeah, um, Tommy Aldridge with everything that he did with Ozzy, you know, yeah. like that live Speak of the Devil album yeah. was something that I just – played and burned into my head over and over and over um something about a live album you know where it's just it's just raw and it's energy and and you know studio albums are great but you you approach you're, you're playing or a lot of people i think most people i think what you do in the studio is a little different than what you do live live you have a little bit more freedom to take liberties and to go off and do stuff uh, and, and it's exciting, yeah. But capturing that on tape is a whole different story, you know. Um, when it's under a microscope and 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 everything. So that live album, you know, I really loved. And of course, you know, all the uh, Black Sabbath stuff with with uh, with Vinnie Appice playing. Oh I'm yeah, a huge huge Vinnie fan. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course, Bill Ward too. Of course. You know, I, I know that's a that's a the, the very, like, different well, drum, very different drum, very different drummer. Yeah, they're very different drummers. So it's, it's nothing you can mm-hmm. say both, but they. Black Sabbath was a band like I always mention this. I didn't get into right. them until I was like twenty three or something, which is stupid. Yeah, but um, yeah, Bill Ward blew me away. I was like, wow, he's like playing like jazz stuff in a he- <laughs> heavy band, and everything's yeah, yeah. like swung, and there's lots of triplets going on, and I was like, this is the man. This is the man, and then when I kind of go around to the, the Vinnie Apice stuff, I was like, Oh, totally different style. Yeah. But I think I indirectly have been influenced by maybe not him direct, but people he's been influenced or people who have influenced him and vice versa. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I play a little bit like him. Maybe not, sure. not so busy, but um, yeah, both amazing drummers, amazing band. Yeah. Um, the, the other one obviously comes up normally is like Bonham. Were you much of, a Zeppelin fan. Yep. I was yeah. just about to mention, oh, okay. mention him, you know, <laughs> but you know, Bonham like influenced the, uh, you know, he, he came a little bit before that. So he was, yeah. he influenced, um, a lot of the drummers that influenced me. Yes. You know, sometimes you don't understand where that comes from, why this player is so great. And it's maybe because he's heavily influenced by somebody like Bonham, you know? Yeah. And so w- when you find, when you learn the lineage of, of what makes a player the player that they are, then you start to appreciate everybody down the line that that actually contributed to to that style that that person kind of made eventually made his own. You know, yeah, yeah. grabbing from grabbing from different influences and saying, okay, this is 
this is how I'm going to mix it all up. And this is going to be my recipe for, for how I play. Yeah. You know? And, um, uh, but Bonham, you know, Bonham, you know, in drumming, you always get the, a lot of times you get the, the, uh, you know, are you on the, the Neil Perk guy or are you the Bonham guy, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have to say, if given the choice, I, I was the Bonham guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and a, a lot of the, the players that I was really heavily into were the meat and potatoes, heavy hitters. Um, you know, I liked the groove that he had. Yeah. Neil Pert was more on the technique side. Totally. Um, and, and, you know, Rush was a band that, that was, uh, you know, it's goes without saying that they, they were, they were, um, you know, far, you know, be above musically above a lot of stuff that was going on. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, you had to be in a certain mindset to kind of really appreciate that too. And I kind of always liked the raw energy, mm. the, the, the more, the just the the passion and the animalistic kind of plane yeah that's yeah. kind of what what i was more drawn to at, at the point and just the the the, the you know the yeah. bashing and i think i so, feel the um, same i feel the same yeah i did have a small a short short period when i was listening to like prog rock bands but that was a very mm-hmm. short era right i've never really got into rush neil's drumming is absolutely amazing but yeah. just I've never enjoyed listening to the music. Yeah, because I, I have to think too much when I'm listening to it. And that's not right. I grew I yeah. kind of grew out of that stage of my life where I was listening to music because it was clever. I kind of don't right. care anymore. I guess I do appreciate certain bands. Like I, I still, you know, love it when a tool record comes on. I think that was mm-hmm. a different, different kind of style of progressive. It wasn't the twiddly twiddly stuff. But right. it was kind of the the mix between. I like I like different time signatures and things like that. Sure, but I like the heaviness of Tool and the riffs were still there. And, yeah, and and I like I think that's why I can still listen in th- listen to them. Um, well, but, and I think I think that's why Tool is Tool, you know, yeah. because it's not it's not just that, and it's not just math music. Yeah. Um. If it was, I mean, there's a there's a ton of bands that are just math music and yeah. <laughs> and and um you know admittedly i i get really super into those too cool um, that's good that's because great. i'm just I'm, I'm just blown away by it i'm just like wow this is this is this is insane but but the way it resonates with me if i hear a really killer guitar riff that's what's gonna that's what's gonna make me want to like move everything out of the way get on the drum kit play along with that riff you know and it's just kind of an instinctual thing like that versus sit down with a with a with a piece of paper and actually figure out you know all the totally all the, uh, uh, you know chart all the different time signatures and everything yeah. that, that you have to play but um you know and that's that's not taking anything away from that i i appreciate all of it you know yeah. and, and 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 um and i listen to all of it and I think you have to, I think you have to be really open-minded because there's certain things that I'll try to borrow from, from, you know, all the different worlds. And, and, uh, but ultimately it, it comes down to, uh, me, you know, yeah. and, and what, what, what comes out just naturally. And, um, so, you know, 
Yeah, and I guess also the context of the music you're trying to play at the time as well. Sure, Def- sure. definitely. You've got to you've got yeah. to try and fit in to some degree. Um, well, it is important, which which is interesting too, because you know I love I love the the the, uh, the title of your podcast because it's something that people don't really ever think about. It's like there's there's a ton of drummers, and I think there's a lot of drummers out there that that are learning. And they're like, I want to sound like that drummer. And it's like, and I want to play like that drummer. But they don't realize that it's not just the drumming that that's involved. It has to be, like you said, the context of the music. Yeah. The band has to support the style of music that you want to play. You can't you can't play like Danny Carey um, if, if you're playing... Um, In Buck Cherry. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, it exactly. wouldn't work. It wouldn't work at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's something that, that you learn after a while, but I think, you know, you do have to play for the music and, and you have to, you have to drum for the song. And I think it's, it's, uh, like me, I've always come from kind of a a little heavier background. I've always really been into heavier music. Um, and, uh, you know, but a lot of the stuff that I, that I do, I can't do with what cherry. Right. Yeah. Buck Cherry is a straight ahead rock and roll band. Yeah. And you have to approach it differently. And much, much like the situation that Mickey D is with now with the Scorpions, right? Yeah. He's Mickey point. D, but he can't play like Mickey D. He could play, of course, it's going to sound like Mickey D, but he can't do the, the signature Mickey D, you know, stuff yeah. that he's with the Scorpions. Yeah. Um, and that's not saying that, that, that it's any, uh, any less in any way it's just not that style of music yeah so he has to play for the style of music that he that he's playing and and i think that a lot of younger players have to realize that too it's like well if you want to play a certain style you actually have to be in a band that supports that style you know and um you know a, a lot of the a lot of the bands and projects that i've done you know i really wanted to bring in certain styles and influences but when I would do it, it just didn't, it just didn't fit. And ultimately I would end up playing what actually fit the music. And, um, you know, so it's, it's kind of a compromise. Totally. Um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Know, what, what you have to do, you know? Yeah. Well, talking about some of the, the other bands and projects you've been involved with then, um, what kind of, well, you can tell us about all the bands you've ever been in if you like, but um, yeah, is there any, any in particular, any in particular that like stand out that were more interesting or did you maybe get a little bit further with or other um, than Buck Cherry? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, I, I, I think I'd mentioned this year. It's, you know, I got into teching, but I got into teching after I'd already been playing, you know, yeah. my, my whole life I've just been in, in original bands. Um, I was in so many bands at one time in LA when I, when I moved there, I just wanted to play with everybody. And which is kind of a big problem that, that musicians find with drummers. It's like, if you're, um, if you're a decent drummer, you're in like 10 bands. Yeah, pretty much. You, you know? And, and so I actually used to um, book a rehearsal, you know, studio for the entire day. And then it would, in two hour blocks, one band would come in and I would rehearse with them for two hours. And then the next band would come in and I would rehearse with them for two wow. hours. The next band would come in. And this is what I was doing for a long time. I wow. got, eventually I got burnt out, but they were all different style of music. So this style of music. Um, 
And, and I think that was really cool to be able to uh, diversify a little bit like that too. And um, you know, cause I wasn't just getting, you know, sitting there bored playing the same style of music with, you know, four different bands, the same, the same day, you know, I had to draw from different um, energies and influences and, 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 and uh, you know, I think that helped me a lot too, but uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of what I was doing in LA and then, and then um, I had a band called 40 cycle hum, which cool. was uh, a really great band that, that, that I loved. And uh, Rocky George from suicidal tendencies was our guitar player. Oh, wow. Um, Mike Duda from wasp was our bass player. Cool. And, and we, we played out and we did some really cool stuff and I kind of continued to play with that band on and off. And we recorded, we put out a record on fishbones label. Um, later on, we got Mark Zavon, a uh, guitar player that, that, uh, later did kill devil hill. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that band. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was a good band and I really liked that. But, uh, even before that, I, I, um, I did a record with CC DeVille. Oh, cool! From 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 Poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, it was a band called Samantha Seven, and we got it. We got a deal. We, we got John Kolodner signed the band, and we went out and we toured and and we did that. And I played for, uh, I was a touring drummer for Great White. At the same time, I was kind of doing double duty for about yeah. a year. Wow. Um, but then uh, I had an accident on tour. I got I got hit by a car. <laughs> got run over by a car. What? And I broke. Yeah, and I and I broke my leg. Um, we 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 went out to go walk around, try to find some lunch, and um, and we were just walking up the street and and getting to an intersection. And, and I was talking to Cece, and and you know when you're walking, you're kind of not you, you kind of glance where you're supposed to be paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where you're walking, I was kind of doing that, but I was really involved in this conversation because he was asking us about management for the first time on what we thought of management. We, our manager was horrible. Um, but I was like, Oh, okay. Now's my chance to, to have a voice. All right. So, so I was really involved in this conversation, but he was on my left hand side. And so we get to an intersection and he, uh, it's different for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but he, he, he stepped out, um, into the street and, you know, cars would be coming from, from the left hand side. Um, and, and I'm thinking, okay, in my head, it makes sense. It's like, okay, if he stepped out, then it must be clear. Well, I didn't realize he had just stepped out behind a car. And so when I stepped out, the car was still there. And I put oh. my leg out and the tire ran over my leg and snapped it in half. And, oh, and I, we were, we were touring. We were on tour. I was like, oh my God. <sighs> so, so I looked down and my leg was, was like, going the wrong direction and it was, it was just like uh, you know, weirdest thing i ever saw it and it kind of slowly pulled itself straight and oof. and i was like I, I was i was begging him i was like don't give me any don't give me any drugs don't give me any drugs i could still play i could still play like what like an idiot right yeah. thinking I, I, that i was going to be able to play um and, and you know thinking oh, okay i have you know double double bass pedal i'll just play with my left leg my, my right leg's totally destroyed but my, i'll play with my left leg and uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, no. And so they rushed me to the hospital, but I had to leave tour. Mm. And yeah. uh, and it, it took me a little while to, to heal, but I actually did start rehearsing again, just using my left leg. Because my, my right leg, I had a cast up to my crotch. Right. And and I just started using my left leg. Um, 
you know, just learning all the, uh, you know, replaying all the songs. I set up two hi-hats, one open, one closed. Nice, nice, and, nice. And, um, and I did a bunch of shows like that, you know, I'd hobble onto the drum riser in, in crutches, what? just leave my leg hanging to the right and, and play with my, my left leg. And I did the whole pile of shows like that. It was, it was kind of crazy, but, um, how, so yeah, how long did, was that? After? So what, you had a week off or a few days off. How long after the accident until oh, you no, went no, back I, to playing I, shows? I took, I took a, I took a few months to, oh, to good, actually, oh, good, good, yeah. good. Um, <laughs> And and the guy that was second for me ended up uh, filling out the rest of the, the right. shows for that tour. Cool. Um, but then the, the the bands were were going to Europe, and I ended up not going because I, I still had a broken leg, and I was yeah. like, and I just need to let my leg heal properly. And uh, and and so that was that. So then I was I was without a band for for a while, and 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 then that's when um that's when I got into the, the teching world. Teching, um, yeah. You know, the, uh, James Kotak from the Scorpions called me and he was like, dude, you know, and we knew each other. We were friends already from, you know, playing and, and whatnot. And he's like, uh, you know, I need somebody to come and tech for me. He was on his first day of, of, of a tour and they were at the MGM in Las Vegas, I think. And he calls me in a panic. He was like, dude, his, uh, the drum tech that, that they had, I guess had been there since Herman Rarebell, um, and so he was older and I guess he was health, having some health issues and he fell off the riser and had a seizure. Oh shit. And they were like, we had to send him home. He can't, he can't do the tour. Would, and so James called me. He's like, dude, I don't know who else to call. Would you be interested in, in coming in and working for us? And, and I was like, wow, you know, I, I didn't really have anything going on right at that moment. And I was like, it's a scorpions tour of the world, get paid. Great. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite bands, I was like, uh yeah yeah you know, let's let's do that and it and then I got into the to the teching world, um amazing, but uh you were obviously good at it. Well, I, I think <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, you must have been I, I good. I think it's I think it's just because I I already you know it's like I know what I need to be able yeah. to do a good show, so I just kind of approached it that way and mm. and try to try to be ahead of any problems that were going to ever happen if there was any problems make everything bulletproof and um you know i think that the the relationship with whoever you're working for is really seriously important um and i think the the trust thing too like if if the drummer that you're working for trusts that you know what you're doing and that you got it covered no matter what goes on it, it really establishes something that that's pretty awesome yeah and 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 i've always got along with the 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 drummers that i've worked for um you know i had mad respect for all of them and and um and the funny thing is you know drummers i always used to joke with when i had friends that were drummers it was like man we always got along the best maybe because we're both drummers we speak the same language we think the same we're the same energy and stuff like that and it's just a shame that we can never ever be in a band together yeah we don't need two drummers unless you're sure. 38 special. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so working with these drummers was kind of cool because I had a really uh, great rapport with them and, and, and we would just geek out about drums and most of the time. And it was just, it was just yeah. a really cool thing. And, you know, and I, I never let the fact that, that ultimately, you know, I was, I was a player and I still wanted to play. I never let that, um interfere with my my work you know i i knew 
I knew my job. I knew I was there for a specific function. And I tried to do that function the best that I could. And, and, um, because that's important too, you know, I, that, you know, a drummer doesn't really necessarily want somebody drum teching for him that, that thinks like, shit, I can't wait till he breaks his legs so I can get up there and play, you know? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's not, and, not a good attitude <laughs> to have. <laughs> no, no. And, and, um, and so, you know, and granted, luckily I, I worked for a lot of guys that, that it's like, well, no matter what, it's like, you're not going to replace Tommy Aldridge. It's just not, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and, 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 and Mickey and just all, all the guys, you know, and it, and it's, um, but it, it, it was, uh, it was, you know, it was a cool thing, but I, I got into the teching world of it and it was, it was hard to get, um, to not do it anymore. Cause af- after you do that, then you, you obviously meet so many other bands that you tour with and stuff like that. They, you get along great with those guys. Eventually they need somebody and they call you and stuff. And, and it was hard at that point to decide to stay home and because my local band might be doing three shows yeah, that, that month or something like that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Yeah. 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 You know, but I, but I, I kept playing and, and it, I, I stayed active and I was able to actually fund a lot of uh, stuff like the recordings, um, you know, all, uh, paying for the rehearsal rooms, you know, it kind of in lieu of me not being there all the time and the band having to sit around and wait for me until I came back. I was actually funding a lot of the stuff too. So it was kind of like a trade-off. That is pretty cool but, actually. Yeah. yeah. But, but ultimately, I mean, it's kind of tough to do both. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to do both. And, and, um, yeah, cause you, you need a plan ahead. Usually if you're in a band, the touring band. Yeah. So you, uh, so you, you need to kind of keep the calendar as free as possible. So yeah, to kind of, right. To, to say you're in a touring band and take on teching work, or be available. Yeah. You, I can't really see how it would, you know, work long time, like long term, because what, what yeah. happens when, you know, you, the band you're in gets offered a festival, like a, you know, maybe a good paying festival. And you're, you said, right. Oh, well I, I'm out with, I'm, I'm teching for this band that week. Well, yeah. you know, it, it's difficult. It's, yeah. it's really difficult. And um, it, it really is, you know, and, and the thing is I, I got, I got a couple opportunities in, in my many years of teching to play with bands that were bonafide bands that, that, um, and the thing is though, it, it's really tough because I would look, I would look at my schedule working and then I would look at their schedule playing. Yeah. And it wasn't enough to make me, uh, leave touring. Yeah. I, I, under, mean? And, I understand uh, that in, in, in teching. Oops. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of a, a, kind of a weird place to be because on one end, it's like, that's your passion. That's what you really, really want to do. But then you yeah. have the, almost the, the golden handcuffs kind of, of, of actually earning money and touring with a, a great band and staying at great hotels and getting yeah, paid well. Getting and, paid, and yeah, exactly. I know. Cause but it, it is, it, it, it is the golden handcuffs, you know, like they say, it's like, yeah. But, I can um, I can totally understand because, like you know, luckily apart from COVID, luckily I've kind of been a pro drummer technically for the last kind of three four years, just about mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Apart from the last year because of COVID, but um, 
yeah, prior to that, I was kind of working full time job. I wasn't teching. I was working in a music shop. Pretty cool, but not as cool as touring the world. But right. yeah, I remember I, I had to turn down shows because I, you know, I had to, I had, I dedicated to the, the kind of day job. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of other drummers are in that position and they can't justify pushing the originals band anymore because of the pressure to earn money from their day job. Yeah. So I guess it's a similar thing. Yeah. Um, and, and there's also guys that I know kind of push the band as much as they can. And then it gets to a point where they have to kind of quit and get a, you know, get a real, I hate the, using the word real job because, <laughs> but you know, because, you know, because, you know, family commitments or, you know, they're having a child or, you know, something like that happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. and it's, yeah. It's a similar thing and it must've been really tricky to, and what, what, what people don't realize, yeah, you can be a drummer or guitarist in a band that look like they're successful, but you don't really know how much you're going to get paid for that tour. Because sure. it's it's not guaranteed. But if you're in a tech in position where, you know, you're contracted, you get paid X amount per day, right? Plus expenses and travel or travel or whatever. And if you know you're going to come home with you know a decent wad, sure. You you know you, you can actually work the maths out. Um, yeah. And sometimes on paper you, you you have a tour, you can see your fees if you're in a band. But you can't really work out all the all the expenses. Yeah, because you haven't made them. <laughs> so right, yeah, it's yeah, difficult. Yeah. And then, you know, then the manager takes the percentage and then the agent takes their percentage. And then you're like, oh, I was yeah. kind of expecting to earn a lot more than this. Sure. Uh, so- I, I, think, I think most people don't, don't realize how, how much money it takes um, to actually tour. No, I don't think they do. You know, um, it's, it's, it's not just as easy as saying that, oh, yeah, let's throw some gear in a van and, and, and leave and go play some shows. It's, it's, it's not. I mean, you can do that for a very short amount of time, but yeah, ultimately yeah. that's, that's not where you want to be. But um, um, yeah, I mean, so to be able to do it is, is like, man, you know, it, it's really something that, that people should, the people that get to do that should have all the gratitude in the world and be so thankful. And, and I do, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm ecstatic beyond, beyond words that I'm actually was able to come full circle and and play again, you know, and, and come out, yeah, and do that. Um, you know, if if I didn't, I would still be I would still be teching and 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 be be cool with that. But but the, the fact that I've been able to play again um, is just uh, a dream come true to me. You know, it's 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 really awesome. Yeah, you know? and 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 I, you know, I appreciate every second of it and every part of it. You know, and I don't take any of it for granted and and. And I think that that almost makes it a little bit better in a, in a sort of a way, you know. Totally. No, I definitely agree with that. So, so how? Right. Explain to me then. How did you join Buck Cherry? Were they? Did you hear they were looking for a drummer, or did they just kind of approach you? Were they taking auditions? Did you know them anyway? Oh, I I, I knew them. Um, I, I knew them, but not 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 very well. Okay. Uh, we we knew who each other were uh, just just from doing uh, certain shows together uh, with bands that I was working with and and um, uh, you know how the small the scene is it's of like course. you see people yeah yeah uh, you know and and everybody kind of knows you know who everybody is and that sort of thing but um, 
the the funny thing is like at a certain at a certain point with with playing for me you know i i told my wife nikki i, I said man you know the the crazy thing is for a long time i actually kind of downplayed the fact that i was a drummer at all um, interesting partially for professional reasons because i didn't ever want that to interfere with anybody that i was working for you know um and and i also didn't want to really be thinking about that when i was out there playing too because i wanted just to accept the 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 um function that i was in and 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 do that and be happy doing it you know yeah. just just for just for joy you know life joy of, of just yeah. doing something and being proud of it and stuff like that so i actually downplayed it um for a long time and 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 it, it got to the point where people some people would hear me play and they they would they would always make comments we'd be like dude like you could play like why aren't you playing and then <laughs> they'd be like i don't know why aren't i playing it's like there's 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 not that many gigs out there to be to be had it's you know um it's not as easy as just saying you know i want to play and 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 be able to play and make a living playing you know um uh I'm sure anybody can play but to to actually make a living and exactly. to to do that is is something totally different yeah and and so you know i i, I told nikki i said you know what i, I said uh, a, a lot of people were like very surprised they were like i had no idea that that you could play and i said um and then the same thing with art right um yeah because i paint i do oil yep. painting and, and stuff like yeah, that yeah. something i've something i've done my whole life and and the the minute that i put up uh, one of my paintings on like social media people were like oh my god like i had no idea you know i didn't know you could do this and uh, and i got to the point where i was like man this is kind of really sad you know that there's people that I've known for 10, 15 years, have toured with. We know everything. You, you would think that you would know everything about somebody. But because I wasn't putting all that stuff on social media, it's like people had no idea that, that I was uh, you know, a, a painter. They didn't know I was a drummer or what level of a drummer I was or, yeah. or any of that sort of thing. And I thought, boy, that's really sad You know that, that, I'm, that I could – know people for this long and they have hmm. no idea what i'm even about yeah it's a massive and me, massive part of your life and your you know your yeah, personality it, and yeah. sure it's, it's <laughs> what i've done my whole life you know yeah. it's it's what's been dry what what's driven me my whole life yeah and and i said you know what it, at this day and age with social media where everybody's putting everything on social media from what they eat that day to you know what what they put in their hair and all of those stuff. Yeah. I said, I said, I'm just going to start sharing my stuff just for, for no, no expectations, but for, for no other reason to then to just let people know me, hmm. you know, know what I'm about and, and, yeah. and just to kind of share it. And, and, um, and so I started doing that and, and somehow the, you know, videos of me playing, I think got on the, on, on Stevie's radar, Stevie, the, our guitar player. Right. Okay. And, and he saw some of that stuff and he was like, wow, you know, and at that point they were going through some changes in, in the band and, and, um, um, you know, Xavier was, was not in the band anymore. And, um, 
and he and I are, are great friends and I, I have mad respect for Xavier. I love everything that he's done and, and he's such a great person too. And, 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 and I actually know Xavier and, and um, but uh, they, they had another drummer that was, that was uh, playing with them at the, at the point that had done some, uh, some of Josh's solo stuff. And it just wasn't working out with, with, with him. Um, he, he kind of ended up inheriting the spot because Xavier was no longer there. Um, so there was never like a formal audition or, or any of that stuff, um, to my understanding. Okay. But, uh, it, it just wasn't, I think it just got to the point where there was some issues and, and they found, they decided that they needed to, 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 uh, find somebody that was going to be the right choice for the, for the, for the band and the position and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. um, and, and Stevie had, had already commented on, on some of the, some of the videos that I had shared and, um, and we started this dialogue and then, uh, finally just out of the blue, he, he sent me a message, asked me to call him and I did. And, um, he, he offered me the, offered me the gig. Wow. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and the great thing is like, they're such a great band because they're so diverse. You know, they, they cover everything from, from punk rock to some songs are straight up, uh, you know, the metal and then hard rock and classic rock and some are funk and there's ballads and they just cover the entire spectrum of, of music, which is the type of band that I always wanted to be in. Right. You know, yeah, um, perfect. and, um, because, because I'm, I'm the same way too. You know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't consider myself a one trick pony kind of a drummer. You know, I, I love to play funk. I love to play uh, different styles. I love to play metal. I love to play double bass, but I love to just play classic rock, you know, groove like Charlie Watts or, you know, whoever. And, and, yeah, yeah. and so they covered it all. And, and just as importantly, um, so, I, so of, of course, you know, without hesitation, I was like, absolutely. And there are a band that I know works. Yeah, well, they and that was a really important yeah, thing. Established band, um, you know, it makes it yeah, makes it a lot easier. Yeah, they, they they don't stop working. They love to work, you know. And and I already had, um, I was working with Slayer at the time, and so we had tons of dates booked and everything too. So it was kind of one of those things that, like, you know, finally, I I have an opportunity that that that, that I can do, you know, that I that I can leave the the tech world and 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 go and do and yeah. know that it, that it's going to be worth it you know and and um and yeah no looking back now you know we we toured we did about 150 160 shows in 2019 wow um just we went to the uk <laughs> twice uh um, yeah. we did japan australia we went everywhere wow um last year we did we still we still managed to pull out about 20 shows last year um, I, I remember noticing that you were kind of, well, I think in the, in the US, they kind of opened up a lot earlier than, well, we still haven't opened up in the UK, basically. Right, yeah. I noticed there were still some shows going on during the summer and certain states had different rules and, and laws and stuff like that. So I did notice yeah. you were playing some. So what, what was yeah. that like? What, did it uh, seem strange? Well, it, 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 it did, you know, and, and we, we, we kind of did it in stealth mode. You know, we weren't allowed to, um, 
even say that we were playing. We, we kind of just showed up. We, we did the mm-hmm. show. Um, and, you know, there, a few of them were like biker fests. Okay. Which, which uh, you know, got to love it. The bikers were just like, you know what? We're, we're going to, we're, we're still going to do our thing. Yeah, they, you know, the world might be freaking out, but we're still going to do our thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, but there's there's a lot of backlash to all that too. You know, so of course, yeah, we yeah. we kind of just to stay neutral. We we're like, you know, we'll we'll go do these shows. But they, we, you know, we did everything in our uh, in our power to do to uh, do it the right way. Um, you know, they had temperature checks with everybody. Cool. Um, they even had plexiglass between you know, all the monitor world and tech world and stuff at the stage. Yeah, that's good. So you didn't have any direct contact with, with people. Um, some people were social distancing. I can't lie and say that they all were, but, um, Hmm. but it it was, it was kind of a, it was, it, it was kind of a thing that you, you felt a little guilty for, but at the same time you were like, look, man, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta work, you know, we're, we're, um, and we're doing it safely. And you know, that's, that's just, that's just what it is. But, yeah. um, but now the U S is pretty, U S is almost wide open now, yeah, yeah. you know, the, um, and, uh, you know, everybody's getting the vaccine and, you know, I guess that may be helping it, but tours are starting. You know, like I said, we're, we have, we start June 1st June, yeah, and incredible. We, yeah. we have dates, uh, till the end of the year. We have 105 shows that are booked. <sighs> engine five incredible yeah. that's that's so cool um what does your wife think is she, is she you were away anyway <laughs> i guess you were you were away all the time anyway so yeah i mean you know she's she's used to me being away eight months out of every year you yeah, know, that, yeah that's kind of what it's been since since we've been together and, and we're we've been together for around 15 years or so oh wow and mm. and so she's she's kind of used to it but although this year has made it it's, it's gonna make it a little more difficult to to you know, because everybody got so used to the new routine, yes, and being home, and now it's going to be a, a much larger void um, when, when I'm gone. You know, yeah. and, and but uh, we're breaking it up though, because like like Stevie has has a son, Josh has some kids, and so we're going out for like three weeks, coming home for four days, and then going out again for like four weeks, coming home for four days, and, and stuff like that. So we'll still be able to see family and, and yeah. all that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I think that's an an ideal way to do it rather than go out for like two months, yeah, without coming home. Yeah, because that you right. know even like like for for me like that's a little bit daunting. Like we've never done any runs that long. I think like three and a half weeks. It's probably the longest I've ever been away from you know away from home right. and stuff. And I know that's nothing for certain musicians, but um, well, you know, my dad, you know, my dad was away nine months yeah. of the year back you know sure. back in the day so I, i'm used to it on the other end as well but um <laughs> yeah it was tough you know it was tough so i kind of wouldn't want to do that you know to you know ideally not do that to my wife you know maybe if i was ever if i was making millions it'd be okay but uh yeah <laughs> we're, we're obviously not we're drummers in rock bands but um <laughs> no that's cool um so yes yeah, so how how many years were you doing the tacking thing then in total Oh geez, uh, near nearly twenty. Was it that long? Wow. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I I started with Scorpions in, in right around two thousand. Wow. And um, and uh, worked for them for like eleven years. You know, and like I said, I, I never stopped playing. I always had my my things going on, and uh, uh, 
but you know, it, it was kind of hard when you're like we just said, you know, away from home for, for yeah. eight months, you know, it's hard to even find bands that, that are um, going to stick around and, and wait for you to, to come back home, you know, before they going to jam it, you know, just going to find somebody else. Yep. To do it, you know? Um, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a new adjustment, you know, to, with me being in, away from home with, with Nikki and um, you know, but it's always an adjustment, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's when I would be away, she would get so used to her routine and, and doing everything that she did. So I would come back home and it would be, you know, it would take a little while before we, we weren't constantly running into each other and, and, yeah. and, and I wasn't disrupting her entire, you know, I get what you mean uh, yeah. scene and, and stuff like that. And then finally, <laughs> when we finally got into kind of a rhythm, then I, then I would have to leave again and, and stuff like that. So it, it's a constant thing, but it, you know, it's, it's part of it. And I get yeah. a, a, a ton of credit. It's like, I don't know if the roles were reversed, if I could do what yeah. she does, you know? Yeah. Um, I know what you I, mean. I yeah. just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, very, very fortunate in that way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, <laughs> so obviously you're going, you're going on tour, but you've also got a new album, Hellbound. Yeah. That's the name of it. Yeah. It's, it's coming out on June the 25th. So yes, they, June twenty fifth. So this is the first album you've recorded with the band. Is that correct? It is. Yeah, it is. Um, we we recorded that in 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 October. So we've been sitting on it for a little while. Yeah, and it, we we um, you know, we just wanted to do it at the at the at the at the right time. And I know, like like you guys, you guys released an album in twenty twenty, which. By the way, is a brilliant record. I, oh. I, I love that thing. I, I jam to it all the time. Oh, cool! Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it? Um, oh, wait, oh, hate wait. machine. Oh, hate, hate machine. machine. You like that one? Do you okay? Yeah, that one kicks my ass all the time. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like bomber. Yeah, but a little bit. But it's every bit is <laughs> it, it's every bit as good. And I, I mean, just the 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 production that you guys got on that thing is is brilliant. I mean, the drums sound incredible. Everything. Yeah. So I really really dig that record. Hi, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Drum for the Song. I just wanted to briefly interrupt the interview to tell you about my Patreon page, which is a place where you can support the podcast and, of course, support myself. You can um, sign up to one of the three tiers on there. There's one that's £3 a month, one that is £5 a month, and one that is £10 a month. There are loads and loads of exclusive benefits to signing up, including bonus episodes, merch discounts, Christmas card for myself. Um, if you sign up to the top tier, I'll send you a pair of my drumsticks. Um, loads of other stuff. So go check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash drum for the song. And um, another way you could support me if you're interested, if you're not bothered about the Patreon thing, if you go to my official website, drumforthesong.com, you can send a donation via PayPal. So, um, yeah, thanks for watching this and enjoy the rest of the show. Drum for the Song podcast. We, we uh, you know, we, re we recorded in October and uh, we, we've sat on it. You know, we've we shot three videos for the, for the record already. Cool. So we've been being productive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did the record in Nashville with Marty Fredrickson. Um, who who co-wrote uh, uh, a great deal of the record with, with Josh and Stevie. 
Uh, Marty's, if you're not familiar with him, he's a, he's a phenomenal, well-known producer. He's uh, written a lot of Aerosmith's big hits, like oh, wow. that song Jaded. Yeah, wow. um, he's, he's, he's worked with everybody, Carrie Underwood to, to uh, just, uh, just everybody. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. And he, the band has a history with him because he worked on like the Black Butterfly record, right? And he also did the the uh, some stuff on on the Fifteen record, which was uh, the song with with Sorry. He, he co wrote that song, cool. And um, um, but uh, so we we did this record, ten songs on the album, and it's it's a banger, and it's uh, we can't wait for it to come out, and yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're gonna start uh, going out with it. Uh, Earache Records is, is the label in the UK. Oh, great! And yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're, it's a great they're offering, label. yeah, and they're uh, they're putting out limited edition vinyl colored discs of, cool. of that one, so people in the UK can order that already. It's already uh, ready, uh, available for pre order, mm-hmm. and um, there's some songs. There's a song or two on Spotify now. We're on the playlist already. Um, in fact, today we're on the cover of the playlist. Oh wow! That's just called Hard Rock. And, nice, um, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, and so a lot of a lot of great things happening with this record already, and and you know I can't stop listening to it. Um, yeah, I just I, it's just so good to my ears that it that that I, I just keep playing it over and over and over and over, and I, I love to think so. I can't play wait to play some of these songs live. Yeah, I was you know I was wondering. Well, no, so that's probably the first record uh, record you've recorded. For like twenty odd years, is that correct? Or have you done any, anything no, no, in no, between? No. Oh, you've no, done I've, things I've, in between. I've, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, um, yeah, I've done I've done a number of things oh. in, in between, but that's that's uh, that's my first with Buck Cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I came in. I came in just after the the last record was was recorded. Yeah, and um, and and uh, you know, I, you know. That, yeah. that, that's it, yeah, that's and, and it I, I was kind of but there was actually an opportunity that that i might have been able to be on that record too but i was i was already committed to a slayer tour ah right and so i was like it, it just didn't work out but i was thinking well you know what tommy aldridge he he came into ozzy after the record was done he came into white snake after the record was done Man. and you know if if tommy can do it it's it's, it's cool you know i said yeah, yeah. i'll play on the next one and and so but this is the first one that that i'm actually appearing on it and nice. very very stoked for it yeah cool i can't wait to hear it and um i'm sure the listeners will check it out because i've got a lot of uh hard rocking listeners let's say definitely nice. so i think it's going to be right nice. up there right up this street if they've never yeah. if they've not i'm sure they're familiar with the band but if they're not i'm sure they're going to like it oh yeah you know what the, U- kind of the uk is is a really great great area for us we we always do really well in the uk yeah well um i'll have to come along uh, the next time well yeah absolutely it's it's all up in the air at the moment um like we've got a tour that's supposed to be in november but no one's even sure whether that's going to happen really we're quite confident Uh, but the the, currently the laws are not saying that we can have live music indoors with numbers yet so we just gotta hope by then it'll be okay but we don't know yeah uh, move it outdoors. Yeah, well, uh, you know what the weather's <laughs> like in the UK in November. Yeah, it's horrendous. Yeah. It's we're, we're supposed to. There's there's talk about us coming there in the fall too. So, Amazing. but I, I, again, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Hmm. Um, so there so are things we'll, getting we'll announced. There are things getting getting announced, but I think a lot of bands are just to be safe are waiting until like next spring, mm-hmm. especially in like international bands because it's a, it's a lot to organize and book. 
for you just to cancel and postpone again. So right, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you come in 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 the fall or, or autumn, as we say, yeah. <laughs> <you> can, <laughs> I always find that the the, the, the the slightly different words in in American English is to, I, I quite like it. I like it that we have slightly different ways of saying things. I think it's cool. Yeah, our, our, it's cool. Our sounds our, our sounds like the the complete. Um, uh, I don't know. You, you, you guys, you're you, the way you guys speak is is eloquent. You know, well, it's like you, you could tell somebody off, and, and 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 it still sounds good. It's like ah, just just keep just keep going. You know, the way we speak is yeah. No, I like it. I think it's good. I think it's what I find because I've got like a Welsh accent. Yeah, people people are not so familiar with that accent, especially from other countries, so they find it difficult yeah. to understand me. Whereas yeah. with an with most American accents, obviously there's different different types of American accents. It's yeah. more of a universal like more of a universally recognized accent. So from like TV shows and stuff. So I think everyone yeah. can kind of understand anyone from Well, America. sort of. I mean America's pretty large. So Yeah, well, yeah, of course. D- depending on where you go in the country, there's there's places where I can't understand people. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, that are that are apparently speaking in English. Uh but, like, like but their where? accent is so strong. Uh, some places in the south, okay, um, they just got a really strong draw, um, yeah. and 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 it, it's it's really kind of difficult for me. So you live um, in te- Texas, right? I live in Texas now, but I lived in California most of my life, right? Yeah, um, and I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is where uh, where Breaking Bad is. Filmed. I was going to say Breaking you know, Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why everybody knows Albuquerque, and, and uh, that, that, you know, I tell you, it's not far. It's not far from that. Um, oh, wow. okay. it's, it's kind of an accurate uh oh, wow uh <laughs> kind of thing but um uh yeah so i i don't know if if i have an accent if i have anything it's more california yeah style, I guess, sound, yeah to me it's it sounds like well like yeah standard kind of california kind of accent right. but um yeah i don't know but yeah, yeah. it's cool it's cool welsh welsh is difficult sometimes yeah uh, there, there was times that admittedly that you're that uh, with your dad, he he would come in and he would say all sorts of stuff. We'll walk into the bus and say, and he he would he would leave, and I would be <laughs> dump, sitting there dumbfounded. I was like, "What did he say?" <laughs> I was like, "I have no idea," you know. And, and yeah, so yeah. it's like, "Oh, all right." Or he he would uh, he would you know be be telling me a certain thing, and I'd kind of smile and. Just kind of, kind of and, nod, and a lot, maybe a lot, a lot of that was the strong bone, perhaps. Well, I'll, alter, been, yeah. alter in the way he spoke, maybe. I don't might know. Have, might have been, but uh, Scottish. There's there's some people in Scotland that have such a thick accent that, oh, that it's really really difficult to to, to understand in Scotland. Yeah. To also, be honest, there's um, yeah. To be honest, I I struggle sometimes <laughs> if I'm speaking to someone in Scotland. Um, yeah, it's completely completely different but yeah you know yeah you get used to these things and mm-hmm. and yeah but i think it's cool I, I i like the fact that there's so many especially in the uk you can literally go somewhere 20 minutes up the road and they've got a different mm-hmm. accent to you right because yeah you know in england as well you know a different town 30 minutes away sure you sound completely different i i think that's cool and i think it yeah. gives people different personalities and identities and stuff and that's, oh, absolutely. What, that's what i like about it and um but yeah um i for me being i guess it's not an internationally recognized accent there are famous welsh actors 
and stuff like yeah. that, but they don't tend to speak in their, I guess, native Welsh no, they take, they take they take voice lessons yeah. to, to learn how to lose the accent and all that yeah, sort exactly. of thing. To, but but uh, yeah, but, uh, cool. it's I good. think it's great. It's all good, man. Thank, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, well, I, what haven't I asked you about? Oh, yeah, I was wondering. Obviously, there's ups and downs in the touring industry, and you get disasters, mm-hmm. and you get great moments. What what have been the best and worst drum tech experiences for you that you can remember? Mm, uh, uh, you know, my worst experiences have been gig dreams, to be honest with you. You know, everybody, everybody has those where like everything goes as wrong as it could possibly go in yeah. your dream. You oh, know? right. Okay. Uh, uh, um, you know, it, it's just, uh, th- those are the bad parts, but, uh, I, you know, I, I can't really say that I've had any really bad experiences. You know, there's, there's. Cool there's independent shows that might be more challenging than others. Um, but it's all part of the experience. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, there, there's people out there that, that will do nothing but complain and, and, and all that sort of thing. But, um, with the Scorpions, we, in 2002, we did a, a tour of Russia. Oh, wow. Um, that lasted nearly two months. It was called the Living Tour, and we played. We did all the Baltic states. We did Latvia, Lithuania, Belarus, uh, Ukraine, um, all, all those, and then we did um, like Moscow and Saint Petersburg. But then we went all the way through Russia, Ekaterinburg, uh, Novosibirsk, um, Minsk. We went through Siberia. We went all the way to Vladivostok. Wow, which is which is as far as you can go. Yeah, until until you get into the you know the Sea of Japan. But we we went through that, and at that point, no other band had gone and done that tour. So the venues that we were we were playing in, everything was a challenge. Everything was brand new to to the people. There was the language barrier, of course. Yeah. Um, but everything was so antiquated. We we I don't know how we pulled off these shows. Um, but the drum riser, oh my God, we, you know, James would show up and I'd be like, dude, don't even look under this. <laughs> don't even look under the black drape because you just don't want to know what's under there. Okay. I mean, I literally had to make a drum riser out of anything that I could find sometimes. Um, it's, they we're not even using power tools. There was like, you know, a guy walking around with a, a little can full of rusty nails that, you know, he hammered straight that was trying to nail the drum riser together. And, uh, it was, it was, it was a challenge, you know, and we Mm -hmm. did, we did nearly two months of shows this way and pulled it off. And, uh, you know, the, the food was a challenge. Um, Mm. of course, rush is much different today than it was, um, you know, 18 years ago, 19 years ago. Okay. Um, Yeah. I've never been, so I've, I'd like to yeah, go, now, but now you go and it's, it's, it's just Europe, you know, okay. kind of basically, but, but back then it was, it was quite different. And, um, and, uh, it, it was, it was just a, a real challenge, but you know, the, 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 uh, the crew banded together and we just realized, look, it's not going to get any better. So we need to just do the best that we can make each day happen. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and go with it. And, and after doing that tour, everything else was a piece of cake. Yeah. I can you know what I mean. Yeah. 
nothing else compared to that tour. And so, you know, every, every, every other tour after that was, you know, first world problems. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you consider it, it's like, Oh yeah, the catering sucks today or whatever you want to, you know, it's, people want to complain about when you're on tour, but, yeah. um, but there's no you know, toilet I, seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't have toilet seats. Literally there was, yeah. uh, we, we, we managed to at some local store, we, uh, they didn't have Western style toilets either. They have the hole, so, the hole in the floor thing. The hole in the floor, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. And and so it was that. And what wherever they did have Western style toilets, there was no toilet seats. And we're yeah. like, why is that? Why is there no toilet seats on any of these toilets? And they, they would say, well, because if there is, people steal them and they take them home to use in their in their, in their you know outhouses or whatever they have. And, and so it, it was it was quite the learning experience. Um, uh, our ice coolers were cardboard boxes that they would put a trash liner inside and they had these two liter bottles uh that they would freeze of water and they would a guy would sit there with a hammer breaking this thing apart to make ice and <laughs> he would put them in this thing and those were the stage coolers you know what? and and this is the scorpions you know <laughs> yeah it, 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 um what kind of size they, venues were they you know capacity they, wise they were like ice ice halls wow yeah, so there yeah. there were there were good size, you know, yeah, indoor yeah. arena ice yeah. halls. Wow. Um the crazy thing is some of these places, you know, had this eerie feeling like you walked into these places and and you're like, wow, you know, I don't think there's been an event here since since uh, you know, Stalin was giving speeches in, <laughs> in this very place, you know, yeah, yeah. such a long time ago and um our, the stagehands were the military. Wow. And they didn't use ramps for anything. We had these heavy 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 cases worth of stuff and they were just lugging them down the stairs and it, everything was just like wow so nothing in my <laughs> touring experience ever compared to that so there was really never any reason for me to complain yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know and and feel good about complaining <laughs> um when when it was something that that was just easy like yeah, you know yeah. uh, i mean what's the worst gonna happen you're you're your drum head order didn't show up and you had to reroute it to, to the next place or something like that. And where yeah. um, there's a storm and we have to stop the show for a little while or uh, that sort of thing. Or, um, but, but nothing compared to that, you know? So right. uh, for me, I, you know, the whole touring experience has just been great. You know, there's, there's some, some are better than others. Um, but uh, overall it's just, you know, to, to be out there, it's, you know, I always considered myself lucky to be able to do that, you know, make a yeah. living from doing that. You and know, you, went, so. you went in at such a high level to start, I guess. You kind of, yeah, but, you didn't kind of do the toilet circuit thing, do it being a back, <laughs> you know, like I, I know guys that have kind of lear, learned from d being a backline tech for, for a whole band, mm -hmm. sleep, sleeping in a van and things like that, you know, and they've built their yeah. way up from there. Um, so I, I guess it's cool that you kind of, went in with a big band and I guess, I guess you were, you know, staying in hotels and tour buses and nice, nice things like that. Straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. then there I mean, that, that is a fortunate thing. I mean, I, yeah. I did do, I did do, you know, the other, the other way of touring on my own, you know, ever since, yeah, of course, yeah. since, since high school, I was in top 40 bands that, that we used to go tour and we used to play, uh, we used to be the house band. We used to do like four one hour sets Right. We would, we would start on a Thursday night and play 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then move on to the next state. And, you know, we traveled around in the little van and a U-Haul cool. trailer and, and uh, cool. slept on, you know, took showers at the local swimming, public swimming pool. And she's done that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I tried to make friends that we could sleep at their house and, and do all that sort of thing. So cool. I definitely paid my dues in, in, yes. in, in, in those ways. Definitely. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, but, but as far as working as a tech, no, I was, um, I didn't, I didn't have to go through that. So that, cool. that was, that was kind of nice. You know, I hear, I hear stories of, and I feel bad, but I hear stories of, you know, other people that came up and they, they started with band and they did the, uh, you know, stuff like the warp tour and they were describing how that was and, yeah. and, and all the, the challenges with that. And, and, and I was like, wow, yeah, I kind of feel like a jerk saying that, you know, first band that I've worked for was, was a Scorpion. Yeah. That's just this, that's just great. That's, that's just your happened, story, yeah. man. That's your story. Yeah. That's what happened. And this is great. And yeah, I've heard the warp tour is tough. Um, you know, it's like, when I was a kid, it was like, Oh, the warp tour is the coolest thing ever. But people I know that have played it or worked, they've yeah. said it's just so, so much hard work. So, um, yeah. And, yeah, and there's like a million bands and they're, no. they're, yeah, I, you know, I never, I never did the warp tour. No, no. Um, probably for the, probably for the best. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you mentioned there, like, if you're a tech for a big drummer, is it, are you in charge of all the equipment and are you the one contacting all the endorsement companies? You're doing all that on behalf of him or does he kind of do that and just kind of, Pass no, you on I, stuff. I, I, uh, I, I handled everything. Everything. Um, yeah. um I don't know, uh, you know, what other people do. I, I think, I think there's a number of texts that, that, uh, that I'm familiar with that, that I know, um, are, are the same as, as me. It's like, you're the, you're the person that has all the relationships with all the endorsement companies. Right. Okay. Um, uh, with James Kotak, I handled, everything I, I i did i did everything like he would just basically have to show up he didn't even think about any of this stuff but i ordered all the new kits i oh, wow. picked the colors i i decided which hardware that i wanted on stuff i, I uh, uh did fun. all that sort of thing and he would show up and he would be like yeah looks great all right let's go hang out you know and 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 um that's but, so cool uh, but you know, I, I was the liaison uh, be, between all the all the companies and, and, and James, and and I made sure that uh, he had everything. And and with them, you know, we had three, sometimes four, backlines that were revolving different parts of the world. Wow! Yeah, yeah because yeah. of lo- logistics, like we yeah. had a sea container going to to uh, you know Australia at the same time that we're in Europe touring, but we have another sea container going to America for the next leg. And so just being on top of that and staying up, uh, making sure there's enough sticks, there's enough heads, yeah. uh, they have everything that we need. Um, so there, there was a lot, a lot to be yeah, um, a on lot top of, of. There's a lot of responsibility there. And yeah, yeah, I think, you, you, you know, you don't want to be caught out and yeah, this, cause I, I guess I'm at this level where I kind of still do all that stuff myself. Yeah. And I kind of like knowing that I'm in control of it in some ways. Right. If I had to pass yeah. all on to someone else, it'd take me a, a long time to kind of build that trust to just kind of leave them to it. I think. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 yeah. It's, it's a weird thing, you know, cause I'm still, I'm the kind of guy that just like, I just get stuff done. 
right? Yeah. So whatever needs to be done, and and I'm not like, you know, I've been around guys that 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 uh, sadly think, oh, I'm I'm the musician. I can't I can't be bothered with doing any of that stuff on my yeah. own, you know, okay. and and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and carrying my own suitcase in and out of the hotel. I, I need somebody to carry it for me, you know, that that sort of thing. Um, I'm not that guy at all, you know, no. and 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 because I, I was, you know a tech for such a long time too. I'm, I'm just that kind of a person. In fact, I just drove yesterday. I got this really killer new Yamaha kit. I was going to um, ask you about that. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's awesome. But I had that here at my house and our gear got sent from California to Oklahoma. And, um, I had, I, my, my gear was in two different places and because I got the new kit here, but I didn't have any of the hardware here. Um, I actually rented a van and drove to Oklahoma yesterday, seven hours. What? Un- unloaded my gear, kind of prepped it, and then and then drove back. So I, I I did that. So I'm not I'm not a prima donna in that sense at all. It's like I I, I love to be on top of things. Cool. I love to I I do all my my ordering. Um, the guy that I have teching for me is great too you know and 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 he's actually been buck cherry's tech for about 14 years oh right okay so um, you kind of kind of inherited the tech in a way yeah yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you're happy with it obviously obviously yeah you're happy it, with it, him anyway so. yeah he, he's awesome you know and, and like stevie said you know do you have a guy and 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 i said what well, you know I, I know just about everybody i said but and they said what do you think about um t-bone which is the guy that, that's been doing it and i said look man I said, it, it, this is a guy that's been doing it for this long. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. And I said, more importantly, is that you guys know him and you guys like him. Yes. That's very and important. you know what he, you know, and I said, because you got to live with this guy, right? So, um, and, and I said, so that's more important to me um, that you, you know, his, you know, people, things people never think about. It's just like, does he have good hygiene on the bus? You know, very important. You don't want to, you don't want a slob. You don't want a guy that has all these issues and stuff. And I didn't, I didn't really want to bring in a guy that maybe I liked, but maybe he didn't click with the rest of the band. And then they're going to be looking at me like, yeah, this is your buddy. You, you brought this guy in. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's, it was kind of a, a a weird thing for me. But um, the funny thing is like, everybody thought that since I was, uh, you know, a tech um, they said, "Oh, he's going to be the worst person to to deal with because I'm 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 very anal when it comes to gear. I think all I'm very I think all drummers are. <laughs> I think we yeah. We all are. Just, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we have to and, be. And I and I, and I'm very uh, particular. I, I like things the way I like them. But but they they were like, oh, he's going to be unbearing how how difficult he's going to be. And in fact, it's the opposite." Because I know things do go wrong from time to time, um, I don't panic when cool. when when I'm when I'm playing. You know, if this if the if the bottom snare head busts or something like that, I'm just like, oh, bottom snare head busts. You know, I'll just I'll just wait until the end of the song, or 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 I'll stand up and play off to the side. Well, change yeah. the head and I'll hit the floor tom for a little while or whatever. I'm yeah. not I'm not really freaking out by it. You know, I've worked for drummers that. If if one thing goes wrong, they're 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 they they lose their minds. But um, shit happens, doesn't it? You know. 
Yeah. <laughs> or accept that things, yeah. things well, do some break. Drummers, some drummers are really super particular. Like with, with Tommy Aldridge, I love Tommy Aldridge. Um, but he was one of the most particular drummers that I ever, ever worked with. There, there was one time where, and this was with Thin Lizzy, we were on tour. And um, for Soundcheck, he used to, he, he used to come in and he would be wearing like these khaki shorts. He just wanted his towel on his, on his drum stool. So he wouldn't uh, get his shorts sweaty or whatever. And so I'd put a towel on there and he would come play. But, um, and all his stuff had to be exactly where it needed to be, which is totally understandable. I get that. Um, but because he does all these fast cymbal catches and everything, if, if they're slightly off, he'll, he'll actually cut his hand um hmm. you know bleed all over the place and he just does it by muscle memory he's not I even see. looking at what it's he's not... at what he's hitting it's just he expects to do that and and the symbols right there and catch it and yeah so um you have to have a spirit level on everything his floor toms have to be perfectly flat oh, you wow. know the hi-hat sand everything um and he he came in one day and he's, he's sitting there and he picks up his sticks too and he with the way he twirls them and it, if if they're, they don't feel just right, he'll put them to the side and he won't even play that set of sticks. You know, he'll, he'll twirl a whole case full of them before he finds a pair that he likes. Um, and, and he'll, so he, he sat down, he started playing and all of a sudden on on his face, you could hear, see like, all right, something's not right. Something's not right. And he kind of checked out his kit. He got off the kit, looked, made sure everything was was straight and it, and then he, he sat down and tried to play again still you know this look on his face he's like no 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 something's did you change something what what's going on here and i and then he stood back off the kit and he looked and he goes oh well what happened was the towel that they gave me that day was kind of a larger towel so when i put it on, on the throne it Hold was it, it was ah. dra- dragging on the on the floor so i was like oh i don't want it to do that so i just doubled it over so it could fit nicely on the throne, but that made it, you know, this uh, much wow. Too, wow. too high. Wow. And and he was like, don't ever double the towel. It makes it too too high and it and it throws everything off. And I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. But that is that's pretty intense. That's pretty but I understood, but I understood. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, a lot of drummers have have certain things that that they say and and i think maybe that's what made me a good tech is because everything that they said whereas somebody who doesn't get it i yeah. think oh this guy's being a jerk or he's being unreasonable or he's being too picky and i was like no i i, I get it you, you get know it, like yeah. mickey d mickey d would would um it was really particular about towels was he okay yeah they had to be a certain type of towel like he didn't <laughs> he didn't like the real fluffy uh fancy towels like the, because the rough ones he likes the rough ones yeah he yeah. didn't he didn't he didn't like the fancy fluffy ones he says because i i try to wipe the sweat off me and all it does is just push the sweat around it doesn't actually absorb i agree with I'm that like, it, I, I, I totally do too i'm like i just don't feel oh, like yeah, that makes sense yeah i just i've never been in the position to ask for a different <laughs> one it's kind of like that's, i get whatever they give me <laughs> yeah but right i know what you mean though it doesn't absorb it just brush it it just moves the sweat it just around. moves it around yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so when he said that you know everybody else was like can you believe him he's being such a i'm like no i get it i totally get it you yeah, know? yeah so everything that any request that a drummer ever gave me was not 
uh, unreasonable to yeah, me. You, it was like, totally, yeah, you oh, yeah, that makes sense. Totally makes yeah. sense. All right, cool. Yeah. And, um, uh, but, uh, so for me, like I said, it, it just made, I'm probably the easiest guy to work with because I'll get up there and, I'll, and, and if something's not right, I'll, I'll just fix it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not pissed off because, you know, um, something's maybe slightly off or something like that. It's just like, no, I'll just, yeah. I'll just move it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very, very simple solution. Right? Yeah. And um, there's so many variables, aren't there as well? If, if you're setting up an entire drum kit, like, you know, if your drum tech makes one slight difference from the night before, it's not a big deal for someone like yeah. me, or, me or you just to make that adjustment to how we right. want it, you know? Yeah. There's, there's I mean, so ultimately you, you would like to, point that out and 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 it's it's correct yeah. from that point on yeah um you know if if, if something's yeah on an everyday basis wrong. put on wrong then yeah. then it's then you know needs to be addressed but yeah um but it, but generally it's it's like oh you know yeah. things things happen every now and again you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, things break you know i crack cymbals i i you know it breaks sticks from time to time and other things change but um, you know, as long as it wasn't due to negligence, yeah, of not maintaining the gear, then then it's fine. Yeah, totally. Um, but if it's if it's something where they they got complacent and they just like, uh, yeah, I really should fix that, but now nah, I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's 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 an issue. That's yeah, another that, issue. That is bad. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about your gear. You've mentioned your brand new Yamaha kit. Well, I know you use Pasty symbols, right? Yes, yes. Like, and I, I remember you, you do too. I'm, I'm, I'm I do as well. Yeah, yeah I yeah, do yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. Um, they are the they are the best ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I don't know what else you're using in terms of sticks, heads, and cases, and all that. So. Yep. I, I I'm using uh, Promark sticks. Cool. Um, I use five B forward, okay. and what that is is just a shorter taper uh, right. on, on the on the on the front of the stick. Which gives it a little heavier balance on the on the on the front, right. which I personal personally like because I always used to flip it around and use the butt end, ah, okay, um, yeah. um, at least the snare. And when it's a longer taper, it's 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 it makes the stick skinnier and it makes it lighter. A lot of people like that too because it rebounds faster. But I like I like the added weight in the front. It, to me, it, it if it doesn't have that, I I push too hard with the lighter sticks, right, and I end up breaking them you know i'll break them on the bell of the of the, of the ride or i'll break them on the, on the snare drum just because i'm trying to i'm trying to murder the drum so much to get out of it what i want you know yeah and, yeah, yeah. And, and so so uh pro marks always uh, something that i played early on pisces i've played since my very first symbol that i ever purchased great um and uh, uh yamaha i love i have a really long relationship with yamaha um and and they're they're really super taking care of me and and I'm I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. To me, it's 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 uh you know it's it's driving a Rolls Royce or, or what have you. It's like you can't you can't go bad. You know. Um, I know you use Sonar. Sonar is also yeah, yeah you know one of those companies that that's right up there too. Yeah. Um, and and uh you know there, there, there's 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 a lot of great companies, but for me. Uh, you know, I've had such a long relationship with Yamaha and I love all their stuff. And I think that they're extremely innovative with, the, with what they come up with, you know, yeah, the, the kit that are, I'm using yeah. now is, um, 
is a live custom oak um, drum set. Nice. And yeah. they're 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 thin shells, but the the center ply is a is a polymer polymer resin shell. So oak is a, is an already really live sounding wood. Yeah. And and um, the the uh, the the polymer ply inside. Um, you're familiar with the sound of an acrylic drum kit, right? Yeah. The real they're like a like a Ludwig Vissel like yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I have no they have, Yeah. Yeah, they have this really great sound. They're loud. They're they 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 project and everything. So it's kind of combining that sound with an already live oak sound. And to me, they're they are by far. Uh, I went to the Yamaha um, um, showroom and I sat. They had all the different kits that they had. They had the recording custom. They had the the maple custom. They had all the different lines. And I sat behind this live custom oak, and I was—it was just like the most resonant sounding kit I have ever played on. And I was just like, "Wow, this is amazing!" You know, they Yamaha does a thing too, where they make the shells undersized, just slightly oh, yeah. undersized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which makes sense too, because if you're thinking about bearing edges, right? Yeah. Drum heads are drum heads are curved at the very end, and so when when the drum shell goes to the very end of the of the aluminum hoop on the on the head your 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 um bearing edge is really close to if not on the curved part of the head yeah so that's where you get kind of weird tones and weird buzzes and weird things that makes it harder to tune but if you just make this drum a little bit undersized then you're moving your bearing edge in slightly and then so your bearing edge is laying just on the true flat part of the drum head yeah you know, and so sense. you just you just hit it, and it's just like such a pure tone and resonant. And it's just like uh, I love the kit, so I, I can't wait to play this one uh, in a live. For, yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'm in a similar I'll, position yeah. where I bought a new kit at the end of last year. Yeah, after we recorded, so I've I've done a few little sessions in the studio with it, but I haven't played it live yet, and I can't I can't wait. So I'm yeah. really, really looking forward to it. But um, which uh, which series are you playing? I I just bought a Sona SQ ones with the Birch model. Birch, nice. A few years old now. They 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 came out a few years ago. But um, yeah, twenty four by fourteen kick. Nice um, yeah, by fourteen. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. gonna be a nice nice stud to that one. It is, yeah. Because I think the kick I was using before was twenty four by seventeen and a half, mm-hmm. and even though. I got it sounding the way I wanted it to, but I think I had to kind of use a bit more kind of muffling than I probably should to kind of achieve. I, I like kind of a short sustain on my kick. I don't right. really want it to be too boomy. Um, right. You know, well, the 14 so, will help you with that. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah. And I've, no, I've noticed yeah. it. Just, just play and just playing fast doubles with one foot. It's just, it's just much better because the note finishes before I hit the second note. And right. it's, it's, it's ideal for that. And I think, the, you know, maybe I was struggling a little bit more on the other one. So, yeah, that's that's the main thing I'm looking forward to is using that kick drum. And I've it's my first ever 18-inch floor. So I've got a 16 and an 18-inch floor, Tom. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's you, you, that's what I'm doing too. Yeah, I thought I thought you would be. But, yeah, I'm doing right now uh, with the new kit, I'm doing 10, 13, nice. 16, okay. 18, cool. and a 14 floor. Oh, one there and, as well. And, okay. a, a, and a 24 by 16 
catch. Nice. Oh, it seemed yeah. like an in-between then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, nice. and um, yeah, and I, I like the, I've always liked the 10, 13, 16, because yeah. there, there's like, you know, a, a three inch even distance between, yeah, between the toms. Um, often if you're, if you're doing um, other sizes, it's, it's kind of hard to find the perfect um, step. I understand with tuning, yeah, especially like yeah. a twelve and a thirteen. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's not much they're, difference they're, between those. Yeah, yeah, they're too close. Yeah, and if you have a thirteen rack, and some people have a fourteen floor, even sometimes. Yeah. I used to have a and, four, I used to have a fourteen and a sixteen. Okay, yeah, and then with a thirteen rack. So yeah, I, I was in that situation, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's hard. To, you're you're almost forcing, uh, forcing it to live in a in a tuning range that it doesn't want to be in. I did feel so like it's that. always. Yeah. I was tuning it as low as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Then I felt like it's not resonant in the way it wants to. Yeah. But then yeah, any, yeah, yeah. any higher, it just doesn't suit the style I was playing. So yeah. that's why I've yeah. gone for the 16 and 18. And I love it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't, can't wait, man. But yeah, talking about the oak. I um, used to own, oh. I used to own a 14 by seven Yamaha oak loud series drum. I don't know if oh. that's exactly the same. It might be a similar construction, but that yeah, that was great. Sadly, I sold it about ten years ago. But I wish yeah. I, had, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I kept it. Yeah. It would have been a nice one because it's so different to everything else that I've got. So yeah, I just like Sona don't make oak drums, so they, they it's not it's not a, a, a material that they use, so it's not even yeah. an option. So I, yeah. I wish I'd kept that snare drum, but you know, maybe I can get one one day. Yeah, yeah. They, you can turn up if you look. I'm a snare geek, not not as much as as Adam. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam's a, Adam's a freak with 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 drums and collecting and snare yeah. drums. It's like I have a really nice snare collection, but but I don't know if you can see in the back. I, 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 I can see a, a bunch of stacked up. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of Yamaha stuff and uh, and see the Motorhead uh, bottle opener too, right behind it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The snare. I can just about um, see that. Cool. But uh, but uh, um. Yeah, I, I collect a lot of the, uh, the signature line because they don't make it anymore. And so some of the some of the drums that I have are like the the Yamaha's version of the Black Beauty, like nickel over brass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're hard to find, but but I'm constantly looking for those. Cool. And you know, I, I love a lot of the snare drums that they still offer in their catalog, but they discontinued the signature line um, several years back, and so. And a lot of those were really great drums, so I'm always kind of on the lookout for those too. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, hopefully you can come across them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, man. And uh, but uh, yeah, I got a, a Pauline signature, Maple Custom, a Manu Cache, which is oh yeah, I've heard about that one. I've heard yeah, many good this, things this, about that. This guy right here. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. the nickel over brass. Um, uh, I use Evans drum heads. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. And, and, um, uh, Humes and Berg cases. Um, I have these really brilliant cases that, that, uh, that, uh, Michael Berg custom made for me, which oh. they'll be on tour now too. They're, they're just, they're the best. Nice. Cases. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I'm familiar. I've heard the name of the brand, but it's not something I see many drummers over this way using. Yeah. So I, maybe... I think, uh, what, what's the company out there that that's this, hard case, hard, I think is hard case in protection yeah. racket. The kind of the soft, yeah. the kind of softer ones with like the the, the sheep's wool kind of stuff inside, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. But they, that's what I use. They're great, yeah, really nice. But um, yeah, that's a uh, Tommy Armstrong. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe with, uh, with protection, but 
Um, yeah, Humes and Berg, they, they, uh, amazing company. The, the company's been around for a long time. Cool. And, um, uh, the, the great thing with that company is the it started with with uh, Michael Berg. His his father is is the guy that created the the um, the trumpet mute. Oh wow! You know that you know that yeah, that yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. yeah he's like the creator of that thing. Wow. Um, he 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 made the first one and and started manufacturing them and and um so Humesberg had had its beginnings there uh-huh. and uh and now they they're into case making and. And stuff but the the story is really amazing and uh and michael berg is a, is a great guy you know and, and so he, and he does amazing work he's a he's an artist basically in every case that he comes out with he makes glow in the dark ones he makes <laughs> the ones that that changed color depending on the temperature what? like a mood ring or something um yeah he's he's does you know i told him i wanted platinum with aluminum shavings and <laughs> and and gray and white and black and he mixed them all together and made these beautiful cases and and right. um so so that's that's really cool too so i'm i'm happy as as can be with the gear that i'm getting to go out and play now yeah. and, and um you know pisces have you been able to go to the pisces uh factory in switzerland i haven't i'd love to go someday you need to do that they they yeah. meant they they said you know if you're ever that if you're never nearby you're welcome to come but um we don't really yeah. go to switzerland that often and yeah, it just hasn't really fallen into the schedule yet. Maybe I can just make a special trip yeah. as part, as part it, of a vacation it, it, or something. It'll give you a whole different appreciation for the for the symbols. Yeah, um, I've, I've watched the documentary, the the Drumio. I think it was Drumio made one, and the, oh, okay. from from and that really made me appreciate them so much. Like right. see, seeing just just about the the consistency that they they won't put a symbol out unless it sounds identical or, you know, as close as possible mm-hmm. to, to kind of what it should sound like. And cause yeah. I, I I've experienced it with other brands where you buy a replacement symbol, which is the same model as the one you had. Oh, that's totally it's, different. It's totally yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. A, br- a brand begin beginning with the letter Z <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me a few times, but um, yeah, but yeah, yeah I'd with, love to go, man. I'd love to go. Well, the thing with Pisces, it's like every symbol that, that, that is made out of there is, is hand worked by by a actual human yeah it's the the hammering um you know even though it's a pneumatic hammer is a the person moving they, it yeah. they move it around and they, yeah. they decide where it's going to be hammered they decide the pressure that the hammer is going to come down um they're just not swinging it yeah you know, that, that's physically it. not doing that yeah 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 but the lathing is all done by a hand by by an artesian that, that just has been doing it for so long he's just so great yeah yeah um everything is done by hand and it's like once you get one of those symbols you realize like wow this is this is a work of art it's like i i'm afraid that i don't want to break this thing i know now, you gotta you hit know? you gotta hit them with sticks really hard yeah <laughs> i know yeah. but they, they, they told me they said yeah they said that's okay they're made to be hit it's okay if you break them because that's what keeps us in business yeah it's like, okay all right but that's um, fair enough yeah that's cool i i, I just brought the um the 2002 24 inch um alex van halen ride the big owl wow i just yeah. i i haven't played it properly with the kit yeah it arrived last week um, yeah that thing's got to be a beast i can't wait yeah i can't wait because yeah. i kind of i like crash my rides a little bit more than right. than than most ride players i suppose so it's supposedly great for that so nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a good a good whack in soon <laughs> yeah 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 
Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you've got some great gear and I can't wait. Well, I bet you can't wait to get on tour next month. Um, yeah, no, that's it's going to be cool. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's a few weeks couple, away. A couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, but by so, the, you'll be on tour by the time this episode goes out, actually. But this, um, okay. So, nice. uh, so make sure you, the guys, check your website or your social media stuff and just in case you're playing nearby. Yeah, you know, go out and get the record. Yeah. Order the order the vinyl. 100%. And uh, it'll, it'll be out probably by, uh, maybe by the time this airs, but uh, yeah. But uh, this yeah, this, he, this will come out before the record, so okay, that's that's cool. my plan. Like maybe the week before, I forget the exact date. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I, so I, pre orders pre orders are doing really really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, again, too, it's vinyl. You can't you can't uh, you know digital. It you know people will be able to get it digitally and stuff too. But but uh, you can only have the vinyl if you have the vinyl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the vinyl. Yeah, the vinyls um, are really popular again now. So yeah, yeah. People are like. Like I just, I don't know if you hear my episode with Charlie Benante, but um, his record that he's just put out, he's not even doing a CD version. He's just doing vinyl and digital. Just a vinyl, yeah, 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 just yeah. vinyl and digital. Yeah, it's cool. This is the first. Yeah, I first think that, I've heard that do came that. out today. Actually. Yeah, today. Yes, yeah, today. Yeah. I listened to it. Yeah. I listened to it earlier. It's a lot of variety on there. Was a, yeah, I didn't re- yeah, really Charlie, expect Char- it. You know, Charlie's super musical. Yeah, um, he he really is, and he has a really great appreciation for lots of different styles of music and and he's also a multi-instrumentalist too which which yeah you know it make it makes him uh you know special in in that sense too but you know he's another guy that i tech for and, and, yeah. and got to see firsthand every every day and just was blown away by him you know he was always a guy that i idolized and looked up to um you know he was playing faster double bass than anybody uh, you know, at one point, and and um, like him and Dave Lombardo were, were the yeah were the they two were the, guys that were they were the two guys yeah 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 and um, so um, but uh, yeah so I mean you know I love Charlie he's he's, yeah. he's he's great and he's he really appreciates music and he's an artist also yeah yeah um, you know it, it's just that it's that culture I guess you know there's a lot of drummers that are artists as well um, yeah sadly i'm uh, not <laughs> my, my my wife's the artist in my family oh, so nice. she's, she's really good yeah so um i um nice. I, I think when i was a kid i remember like my mum saying oh you're you're quite good at drawing and stuff she could see yeah. some form of potential in me but i never really i don't think i really ever spent much time doing it to kind of get better and then by the time yeah. i got to like school and we were in art class there was people right. much, much better than me. So I probably just assumed, well, I'm not, this isn't for Split me. I'm off. not good at this. I, I'm a, I'm a drummer and, you know, I played bass back then as well, like quite a lot. So I spent a lot of time practicing yeah. that instead of the art, but um, yeah, you're, yeah. Let's talk about your stuff. Cause you've got a specific Instagram page for your mm-hmm. artwork. So it's, it's Francis Ruiz artist. And you've yes. also got Francis Ruiz drums. So for anyone yes. listening, follow both pay, both accounts um, and the one is full of some great, some great photos of your, of your artwork up close and some videos and stuff. Um, yeah. So do some time-lapse videos. Yeah. And, really. and that's, that's not everything. There's, there's a, there's a ton of paintings that I still haven't put up there either. Oh, wow. And I made, I made them available at, for a short time. Um, I had some, uh, some really high quality uh, gallery style uh, G clay prints that, nice. that were made that people were able to purchase. And it was on this really textured um, uh, German, uh, etching paper and and so i made those available uh, I, I still have i still have some left if anybody ah, wants to, cool. to order um 
and there'll, there'll be more coming out eventually. It's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, something that, that, uh, I have to do in between everything else. Of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, You'd be so busy. So yeah, this year has afforded me um, the opportunity to actually uh, be a little more prolific with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, you know, the the thing is, a lot of people are asking me uh, for commissions and and that sort of thing, and I have sold a few works. Um, but the thing is, with like commissions that that I was trying to explain to people is. It's not something that I, I I really want to do because I I paint mainly for myself. Right? I, I paint and I want to I want to be able to paint and express myself the way I want to express myself. However, it comes out. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Whenever whenever you somebody asks you, can you do this for me? They already in their mind have like this idea of what they want something to look like or how it comes out. So there's expectations, right? Yeah. So and then it becomes your job to deliver to their expectations. And if it's not exactly what they were picturing, they might be disappointed. Yeah. And I don't want anything to do with that. I'm like, no, this is me. This is my style. If you like it, cool. If you don't, cool. You know, and it's, it's kind of like music, you know? Um, And and I always use this as a, as an analogy also. I was like, if if they say, um, you know, if they went to ACDC and said, I love your band, you guys are the greatest band, I want to hire you to play, but I would like you to play songs that sound like Def Leppard. Huh. They'd be like, no, they, they're like, no, if you want Def Leppard, go hire Def Leppard. Um, we're ACDC, we sound like ACDC. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to try to sound like something else. If you, you, you're hiring us for what we create and and that's the way i see artwork too it's like i want to create what i create and if the person likes that and it resonates with them then then you know then that's that's something different but i'm not really into doing commissions okay uh for that sake because it's kind of like doing a ladder of what i just explained you yeah know, um when you, you when know. you described that it reminded me of i did i did some remote drum recording sessions the other day right and so i didn't have they kind of said, do whatever you want. Um, so I kind of did it, sent them a quick MP3. Yeah. And they, li- and they, like, liked well, they, they liked it, but they were like, oh, can you do more fills? And so it's <laughs> like, well, I can. Like now, I've, so I'm glad I asked yeah. you. So basically, it, it, in a way, it was great because they did like what I did, but it, it obviously mm-hmm. wasn't quite what they had in their head. So it's right. very similar to how you just described yeah, like kind of being yeah. asked to do a commission, similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is that you know, and and uh, you know, if if somebody was really familiar with with your your um, catalog of of work that you've done already, and said, "I love your playing. I want you to play on my record. Whatever you do is cool." Yeah, that's yeah. then it'd be because I love what your what your style is. Whatever you come up with is that's what I want. You know, and then you'd be like, oh, "All right, cool." Yeah, you know, but it's not always like that for drummers. You know, even even um, uh, with us in the studio, for example, right? Um, we had Marty Fredrickson that, that was in there. Um, Marty, amazing producer, like I said, but he 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 already had a specific sound that he wanted to go for, right? Right. Okay. And so 
when it, when I went in to, to lay the, the, the drum parts, um, I did what, what I did, but then, but then you, you also have to be able to be flexible and work with the producers says, okay, well, can you make that part less busy? Can you do a little of this here and do that? And then you have to be able to flex and do that. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have tr- trust in the person that, and trust the process and be able to give them what they're, what they want to hear. Um, Oh, got, hold one second. Gotta let yeah, yeah, yeah. my uh, let my <laughs> my cat out. He's like okay, hey, freaking hello. out. I, th- I think the, the the little cat needs a ah out of the um litter box or something. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know, it, it's like you you really do you know have to to be able to um identify what they want and and, and deliver what they want to hear too. You know, it's not just about going in there um, and just trying to do everything that you know how to do on a song because it has to fit, you know, Mm -hmm. and and ultimately you have to, you know, producer that, that, that knows what he's doing. You have to trust, even though at the moment you're like, well, no, I thought this would be cool. Well, no, you got to think of the greater, the bigger picture and be like, the song is going to be much stronger if you, if you do this, Yeah, you know? And, and so that, that, that's a really cool thing to, um, experience also in, in being in a, a recording session of that type, you know, and, and, um, and, and something that drummers, up and coming drummers too, should probably know that, that look, you, you need to be able to be flexible, you know, and it's not about pulling every chop out that you have. You know, um, when we when we did this record, I had to think more like, um, uh, I had to think like like the the, the guys that 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 uh, I tried to channel were were Kenny Arnoff, cool, um, and and Phil Rudd. I was going to say, I bet you're going to say Phil Rudd, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Joey Kramer. Yeah, yeah, cool, and. And Ringo Starr, nice, and uh, you know, and 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 Charlie Watts, you know, and it's like, as a drummer, you may not, you know, some people may not realize, like, when you listen to the Beatles, you're not really thinking about the drums because he's not doing anything that's 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 really blazing, and that you're like, oh my god, what what did he just do there, you know? Yeah. But when you really listen, and when you have an understanding for music. You listen to what Ringo did, and he's brilliant. He is amazing. You know, not yeah. a lot of, not a lot of drummers realize that. But the, how many drummers do you know that you could just play the drum, the drum part, without any other music, and you know what song it is? Yeah, that's true. He's he's you know one of the very few. Ringo Starr, you can. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. You, you you play the you play the beginning of Come Together. Yeah, you know everyone everybody know knows. Yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, with, with Aerosmith, you play the beginning to walk this way. Um, you know, and it's just like, yeah, there not be, maybe, um, not a ton of acrobatics going on drumming wise or something like that, but it is really the best part for the song. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, drum for the song. Well, yeah. Totally. And, and, uh, so it, it, it was, a, it, it's a really cool thing to, to understand that too, yeah. you know, um, especially now that, like we said, people have access to all these shredding videos. Everybody's trying to play like that. Everybody's trying to play 10 million notes per minute, and it's great. But you're not always going to have the opportunity to do that. 
very and like we said too yeah you're gonna have to have the music to support that style of playing and um then, and then that's just na- narrowing narrowing your audience down or your potential audience down oh, if you sure. want to play that kind of music you know so sure which is fine yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. what you want to do if that's what you want to do that's great but um yeah you just got to realize you know you're not going to get a well you don't you nowadays you never know because all these metal bands and rock bands are getting really good record sales but like if you want to get yeah. in the charts you know playing a million notes a minute it's probably not going to get you there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. unfortunately yeah you know each to their own and it's cool i can't do any of that stuff um yeah it, it's funny uh paul bozeff told me he said he goes dude he goes you know, cause he's, he's in his fifties now, like early fifties, but he said, you know, when you're, when you're in your, your, your teen years and even in your twenties and you start out playing thrash metal, you're not really realizing that you're still going to, if your band is successful or if you become successful, you're still going to have to be playing yeah. <laughs> thrash metal when, yeah. when you're in your fifties and yeah, yeah. maybe up to 60 years old and stuff like that. It's, and it's not, it's not, um, <laughs> it's it's not as easy it was as it yeah. was when you're you know 17 years old or whatever and, it, yeah, and so yeah, it's man. like um but uh, anyhow so yeah that's not totally man that's cool um coming to the end now we've, yep. been, we've been we've been chatting a while which has been really fun but um <laughs> if you've if you've got if you can spare me another you know 20 minutes or something i've sure. got i've got a few questions from my patrons i got a, a patreon page oh and, nice yeah yeah and um one of the benefits of the top tier is that they get to ask you a question. Well, I ask them, I ask you a question on their behalf anyway. So yeah, I've got a few of those for you, if you don't mind. No, absolutely. So, uh, the first one is from Yari in Finland. What's your, obviously we don't know the songs yet, but what's your favorite song to play on Hellbound? Ooh. Um, wow. On Hellbound. Well, th- there's, there's a couple songs that we're playing already. One is called So Hot, which is the first single that we just released. Uh, what's the video the other day? It's a good, fun, fun yeah, song. That's, party yeah, that's, song. That's, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that one's cool. There, There's another one that's going to be coming out, uh, which is called Howlbound. Okay. Which is uh, very, very ACDC-ish. Um, nice. Straight up rock and roll. It's, it's like you can't, you can't de- deny that song. It's just, it's just real cool. Um, and... Um, uh wow i mean the, the record's so diverse um i can't wait till everybody hears it so that you can see what i'm talking about yeah but, um I, I can't wait as well yeah um there is uh and a lot of it's really high energy you know so um you know the, the songs that we're playing live right now are, are the funnest ones too, which is which is we're already doing Hellbound. uh we're doing another song called the way which is a ballad um, okay, and and uh, we're doing so hot live. Uh, there's another song called Gun that we actually just previewed, did a little sneak preview. Um, that's okay. going to be a fun one. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 all good. It's all it's all fun. It's, Great. It's, uh, you know, I, I try to dig into everything, uh, you know, as as much as possible. You know, just just really just dig in there and cool. and get everything out of every single song that, that yeah. we're playing. Yeah. That's the best way. That's the best way. Yeah. Uh, this is a next question is really good. Gareth Richards from Wales. 
If you had the chance to drum tech for any drummer alive or no longer with us, who would it be and why? Mm, well, um, fortunately, I've gotten to tech for most of my heroes. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, that's really cool. Um, uh, you know, we were, we were saying somebody like Bonham, I think it would be absolutely amazing to, to be able to just sit by him and, and just watch him do his thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anybody, uh, more than that, that, that I would love to just sit and, and, and take it all in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, and the, the other benefit of that is that apparently he didn't like changing his drum heads. So there'd be less <laughs> less stuff for you to do. Yeah. Well, that's boring. I mean, I, I love having yeah. something to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, that's a, true. I'm totally a drum geek. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll do stuff just because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. but uh, yeah, I think it would be gonna, amazing to 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 just yeah see that up and close. Yeah, that would um, be amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff that people don't even realize that when you when you're watching a drummer that close there's so many things that you notice about the drummer and the, their technique and and what they play and how they play it that you would never from the audience perspective be able to get that for uh, many different reasons i get that the yeah. mics might not pick up certain things yeah um for example i was sitting behind um do you know todd Zuckerman is yeah yeah of course yeah. the drummer of, the drummer of sticks amazing yeah. drummer i think right? i've seen a yeah i've seen a clinic of his once it was incredible yeah yeah, yeah he, he's he's over the top but i was on a tour with sticks um not working for sticks but i was with another band um and i got the opportunity to listen to his headphone mix what, what he's listening to oh yeah and um of course it's drum heavy but and and sit behind him and watch him play and he is playing he's playing ghost notes over everything like every little guitar nuance that you hear um that the band's playing he's playing those too wow. so like he's he's voicing everything that's going on instrumentally with the rest of the band he's voicing it from that front you don't hear it because it's such a light thing yeah 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 but that's it gives him his pocket it gives him his feel and and the, and the way he plays it's just like oh my god like you would never ever get to see any of that stuff um from any other perspective except for being right behind him and listening to exactly what he's listening to yeah, yeah, yeah. um and that's why some somebody like bonham what we hear you know to to be up close to to him and and watch that you'll probably be floored I, I can't I, even imagine. You're like, I, oh my God. Yeah, and there's not a lot of footage, obviously, of that kind of time period. Like good footage. That, there's obviously right. some, there is some, obviously, that exists. But like compared to, compared to nowadays with uh, so many different angles and right. H HD and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, Charlie Benante, too. It's like sitting behind Charlie. I didn't realize a lot of his fast double bass stuff that he's doing. He 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 does something to where he actually does like two hits on his right foot and one hit on his left yeah. foot. I, I watched he did an Instagram video the the other day. I think it was with an electric kit, but I was like, yeah. he was experimenting with his new pedal. And I was like, yeah. he's doing I wasn't sure if he was doing doubles. Like I maybe maybe he was doing what you were saying. So two two one, two two one. 
but yeah. I just can't comprehend that. Yeah. But they're so consistent. It, yeah. it sounds just like single stroke rolls, but like yeah. super fast, like, but it's really, you know, and it's like, wow, man. In my head, I don't know how I would make that work if it was in four. I don't know how I would, I don't know how I would, like, I can understand if that's what the rhythm was, but if he was actually playing, yeah, if he was playing 16th or 30 seconds, but doing, doing that, I don't know how I could make my brain yeah, work it, that out <laughs> yeah because it kind of it, it kind of basically turns it into triplets is, is is what it is but it's not with the triplet fill no that's what i mean yeah. if he was playing it, triplet notes that then it makes yeah. sense but because yeah. if you're if you're playing triplets eventually your snare is going to be going the opposite yeah way you know you can be hitting uh you know on 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 the up versus the down yeah um if you're if you're just talking triplets, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's just bizarre, but just little stuff like that is, is, is the stuff that you really get to see yeah, that, yeah. that you would never, you never get to see otherwise from that perspective. You know, so yeah, I bet that was amazing. Um, tech, tech yeah. here, man. That's cool. Cool. Ne- next question. We haven't covered this. Dean Monaghan. He's from the U S as well. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your favorite con- Dean? Yeah. What, what's your favorite country to tour in? With regards to costs, food, venues, and law enforcement, etc. <laughs> law enforcement. Yeah, well, that might be uh, a big, you know, a thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I I have different places um, that I've been to, and I have, and they're all for very different reasons. Um, in the world, I'm very fond of Greece. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I love the food. I love the culture. I love the history. I love the atmosphere area around the Mediterranean. Yeah. It's, beautiful. it's amazing. Yeah. The fans are, are great. Um, and they're all kind of crazy, like, but the good kind of crazy, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, they, they love to have a good time and they're all like the, the kind of people they're like, Oh, you need to come back. You stay at my house, you know, kind of, kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's really cool. But, um, you know, I, I the the easy answer is that any place that that um, that you have a great welcoming there is 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 good because there there could be some places that um, have no other appeal to them whatsoever, but the fan base is just incredible and like yeah. no other. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, every band has its pockets where they're really popular in some places. They're, they, you know, they, they can't get arrested. Um, mm. It's kind of a weird thing. You know, there, there's bands from America that here they're, they'll be playing a, a small venue. They go to, to uh, the UK and they're playing Wembley arena. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing. Um, you know, I've, I have kind of a different perspective on, on that because my experience is not just with Buck Cherry. My experiences with touring with a lot of other style of bands that do well in certain areas, um, like Slayer, yeah, you know that that do well everywhere, like the Scorpions, um, like Anthrax, um, like Black Label Society. That these bands have these areas where they do really, really great. Like a lot of them, Motorhead was amazing in Germany. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, pretty much everywhere, Motorhead was amazing, but. Um, but like a band like Buck Cherry doesn't do as well in Germany, but because 
the uh, I think radio was never really kind of uh, open to that genre of music. It's it's not really a hard rock kind of place. Okay, you you either have this this really um, different like pop pop polka type music, right? Yeah. Some of these pop bands that 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 are out there like uh uh like uh Buzz Uncles or, oh, or yeah, somebody yeah, like yeah. that, right? Yeah, we, um, we, we played with them actually. Yeah, they're yeah, absolutely huge out there. Yeah, yeah. In, you in, get a, a band you, like that and Dervi, Der you know, it's like the style of music he he does. It's kind of poppy, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it has its own thing that I can't really describe. Or you get the really heavy bands, you know, um, but the, you don't really see bands like like you know the, the the like the black crows or somebody going and playing germany and, and yeah, stuff strange. like that just okay. because radio never really supported that type of music right. okay um in, in in that area so yeah, you either yeah. got one or the other um when when we were touring with the scorpions it was kind of odd to me that the scorpions were not really able to tour the uk headlining on their own wow. like they're, they're doing stadiums in other parts of the world but in the uk we had to go um, supporting Judas Priest. All oh, right, that's interesting. Judas Priest was big in the UK, but the yeah. Scorpions were not. And it's just because they never really cultivated wow. um, that that area, maybe, you know. So they maybe this. Ch- I, I I noticed the last few years they've definitely like headlined some of the festivals. Maybe maybe right. they've grown a little bit since. I don't know. Yeah, um, but not but yeah. a full blown tour. Like you, you yeah, maybe really, not. Yeah. You don't really see them going to a lot of different places that that normal, uh, a lot of other uh, tours happen. You know, so yeah, yeah. I have, uh, you know, I have a different experience depending on the band that I was either working with or playing with. Yeah. Um, uh, on on different places of, of the world, you know, some places are really great for this band, not as great for this band. Um, okay, that's just the way it is. You know, yeah. food is always a big factor for me. Yeah. No, I love I love Definitely. seafood. <laughs> okay, so that's why you like the Medi- you like the yeah, Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, and anytime that we can play in the U.S. on the East Coast, where you can get lobsters like for for nothing, I love it. Okay, you know, there's, there's there's a venue there that has a raw bar and and that it's just amazing. But um, yeah, sweet, sweet. Yeah. sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, last Patreon question. It's about your artwork. So yep. this is Steve Hancock from England. He's also an artist. I. Yeah. He said, I get a lot of inspiration from music to draw and paint. Is it a link for you or something else that inspires your art? Um, for, for, well, I mean, the subject matter that I'm, that I'm doing now is, is, is all about music. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all, so. it's all legends in, in, in the music world. Um, there's an energy about that, that, that really inspires me versus drawing scenery, you know, or, yeah, or a couple ducks in a pond, or something, you know, or flowers, <laughs> or something like that. Which nothing wrong with that, but that's just not what what's doing it for me. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the energy of of and the passion, and and I try to capture that on on canvas. So that's that's what inspires me. And um, uh, you know, also um, it's just a, a it's just a matter of of being creative. You know, uh, as long as I can be creative. In, in one way or another, you know, even doing carpentry stuff, um, it's just a, a, an expression, and, and you get you get the full gamut of of the process of it, and then sitting back and being able to look at it and 
having that sense of accomplishment and, and completion when you do something like that too. So, you know, I know that, that. That's, that's what's cool. Yeah, and man. again, like I said, I do it for myself. So it's not up for, it's not up for, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to get validation from it, from it. It's not up for, uh, you know, I, I uh, f- for to be judged. It's not up for, um, to win any awards or any of that sort of thing. So, Just for yourself, so yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's for myself. So I don't have any kind of hesitation, uh, in, in, in the process. Cool. You know what I mean? It's probably the best awesome. way really to give, it gives you yeah. more freedom and, and more enjoyment out of it at the end of the yeah. day. So yeah, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, that's, that's fantastic. We're going to do a quick, quick fire round now. 10 questions. Okay. One of them <laughs> you've already answered. Um, so I'll skip that one, but, uh, right. and then, uh, yeah, we'll get towards the end. So number one, hot or cold weather. Uh, hot. I thought, I thought you were going to say that. Day, I know the answer to this one as well. Cause we had a conversation the other day. Number, <laughs> number two, daytime or nighttime. Nighttime. <laughs> Sweet or savory. Sweet. Guitar or bass. Oh, wow. Ah, that's a tough one. That That's uh, I love a good. Wow. Okay. That's without explanation, right? Uh, a good guitar, a good guitar riff will make me want to play, but bass is part of the rhythm section. So mm. as a drummer, you can't deny that. Cool. If the bass ain't happening, the rhythm section isn't happening. You yeah. know, you you could have a guitar player that's sloppy and and playing ahead of you and behind you and all that sort of thing. But if you have a solid rhythm section, that's that's where it's at. You know, yeah, so cool. Uh, but but I do love a, a good fat guitar riff though <laughs> fair enough yeah man yeah. It's a tricky question they're both very important so yeah yeah cool man um nylon or wood tip sticks uh wood tip yeah but the, the next question was john bonham or neil pitt so I, you said bonham so bonham yeah I've already answered that uh beatles or rolling stones ah that's a that's a popular one ah that's that is a tough one i, I would say if I had to pick one forever, it would have to be the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, um, yeah, it's, t- it's tough though, but for me, yeah, definitely Beatles. Uh, clear or coated drum heads? Clear. Okay. Big or small venue? Big. Favorite time signature to play? Oh, jeez. Um, um, well, I mean, most great songs are in four four. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, four, four, six, eight. Those would be. Yeah, I like six, eight as well. It's fun. Yeah, it feels fairly natural. You don't have to think about it too much. Right. <laughs> when yeah. you play. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. That's, yeah, great. Um, yeah. So just to finish off, if you've listened to one of my episodes before, you've probably been familiar with this. If you could mm-hmm. create your own dream band with yourself on drums who would you have playing the other instruments and singing dead or alive, but they can't be members of Buck Cherry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) okay. Uh, I'd probably have, um, Zach Wild on guitar. Nice. Nice. Uh, I would probably have, uh, maybe Steve Harris on bass. Uh, Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
And singing, I would probably have, uh, well, Ronnie James Dio. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Can't fault that. No, great. So, I, I don't know if each of those members would, would, would click together, nice. but, but, uh, but th- those have always been some of my, my absolute favorite players. Yeah, man. That'd be a rocking band, I think. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always interesting to ask. And, yeah, a lot of the listeners always look forward to that part, and always find, <laughs> always find it interesting. And it's, it's cool that you came up with yours really quickly because sometimes, sometimes people have taken like ten minutes to answer that question. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, it's, it's well, so okay. I took you, I took you the scenic route with all my other answers. No, so. I, that's yeah. you know, it's it's great that you give me that amount of time um, to actually have a you know a nice conversation. We we didn't have to rush anything, and yeah, I, yeah, you know, I really enjoyed catching up with you and i hope well hopefully we'll cross paths you know next probably next year now unless unless you do come to the uk this year i'll I'll come out for the show but um, if we're fortunate enough to come this year then then absolutely it'd be great if you if you did come um i'd love to we did we did play uh cardiff in 2019 i remember you you messaged me about it i think we were yeah we were away i can't remember but and i think uh, tim came down Oh, is it? Tim, Tim got to see it, yeah. Tim. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely it, it would be great. Yeah. And I still think it would be such an, a brilliant show if, 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 uh, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons and, and Buck Terry oh, could do shows together. That it would, would be yeah. amazing. Well, it would, like, musically, it'd be perfect. Um, yeah. I yeah. think it literally would be really perfect kind of, yeah. um, lineup. Yeah. And Buck, so, you know, Buck Cherry is one of those anomalies when it comes to, when it comes to like bands, because they're, they're the, the, the style that of bands that we play with are all over the place. Okay, cool. So you, you know, can fit, and, you can and fit it, in. yeah. And historically the, the bands that Buck Cherry has toured with have been, um, uh, uh, you know, like Avenged Sevenfold all right. and, and, uh, Papa Roach and just a, a bunch of heavy bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that you would never think because I think a lot of people hear rock and roll and they think that Book Cherry's uh even sometimes an eighties band. When oh, it, right. in fact it's not. No Book no. Cherry didn't you know it, it's not. It's more of a two thousands band. Yeah, yeah. Um and and uh so, so, but because of it and because of this the, the styles so much it kind of you know fit in with with anything you know we play festivals that are super heavy festivals and it still goes over great great you know that's cool. but we can play we can play like a classic rock festival and it still go over great you know yeah. and stuff like that too so um but you guys you know you guys have have a lot of that really amazing energy that motorhead had um but you guys you guys have a uh um a lot of melody in the songs that you guys have too it's 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 it, it takes a another little step beyond what like motorhead was doing yeah you, know, I, you have all that part but you have uh, a lot more of the not that motorhead didn't have melody but a, yeah. a lot more of a the the, the modern melody yeah, I, styles and stuff you know yeah I, I i totally get that and i think we're fortunate enough that we can play on a metal bill and then play a classic rock bill the next yeah, day. You know, we, we can too, get, yeah. we can kind of do that. Um, we'd always the lightest band on a metal, on a metal <laughs> festival. But um, yeah, like yeah. We, you know, we're playing Bloodstock, 
hopefully this year nice we're probably nice. going to be one of the, the softest bands on the bill but like we've, we've done it before and it's gone down great and it's okay you know people yeah. people love it it's it's a yeah. it's a reprise in the day yeah um, yeah uh it's refreshing it, it, it really is um yeah. you know if you're if you're hearing you know 10 bands in a row that are that are playing the same style of music it, it could be you know deafening after a while yeah and especially you if know. you're if you're trying to find a new band it's going to be hard to remember which one was which if they all sounded very similar and they were on after you know one after another so i think yeah, yeah. i think yeah, yeah sometimes it, it does help us kind of sounding how we sound and you know we can drop like a faster or a heavier song in for this set because it's like yeah. that kind of audience or one of the funk punkier songs maybe or a bluesier one or a more southern rock sounding one if we want and right yeah. i don't know we you know we're not breaking any boundaries but at least we've got options you know nah, good music <laughs> is good music yeah yeah you know, exactly period yeah man so, so. Um, well, i'm glad you like it and that means a lot actually because you know it's nice to get a bit of praise for yeah it's it's, it's, it's really all the hard work yeah. <laughs> yeah. i yeah. can't i can't wait to hear hellbound um so as soon as that comes out i'll be uh well i'll be listening to it constantly i imagine so um, yeah i'll let nice. you know what I, i'll let you know what i think but I'm sure you, right. you'll, be, you'll be busy on tour and hopefully it'll go really well. Hopefully COVID yeah. will still remain dormant pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. we can get back to normal soon. And yeah, maybe we can make that tour happen or at least, you know, play a festival together. A couple shows or something. It'd, yeah. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fantastic. We'll, we'll, we'll get our guys to speak to your guys or vice versa and see if it can happen one day. It'd be great. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just nice chat into you and, yeah, same yeah. here. I'll let you get on with your day and get ready for your tour. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers, Francis. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drum for the Song podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you could leave me a review or leave a comment, that would be fantastic too. You can also follow me on social media at Drum for the Song or at Dane underscore drums. If you're on Facebook, you can search for Dane Campbell Drummer or join the Drum for the Song official Facebook group. If you'd like to support the podcast, you could consider buying some merchandise from drumforthesong.com or consider supporting me via Patreon for additional content. Any support like this is gratefully appreciated, but I would like to give extra special thanks to my top-tier Groovemaster patrons who are listed in the description below. Thanks so much for listening or watching this far, and if you're a drummer, don't forget to drum for the song.